following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassey. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. I thought we'd start with a public service announcement. Don't forget to turn your clocks back tonight before you go to bed. Okay? <laughs> we do that once a year. 2 a.m. becomes 1 a.m. Remember, spring forward, call back. It's very simple. And my niece was saying, well, do we go ahead? <laughs> spring forward, fall back. Okay? It's that simple. Good morning and welcome to another edition of Talk With a Purpose. Every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. We are heard on 95.5 FM. We're also heard on 1450 AM and online at WPGTalkRadio.com. Do you think we have something to talk about today? I mean, we have so much to talk about. I'm, you know, we won't probably get it all in in, the, in three hours, but we'll try. Vince Palestina, Don Guardian, and Claire Swift will grace our presence at 11 o'clock this morning. All three candidates running for re-election, and we'll talk to them about their candidacy and why we should vote for them and so on. So that's coming up at 11 o'clock, and we have a lot more to talk about. I mean, the issue with Orsted pulling out, a victory for us, definitely. And we want to congratulate Rich Bailey and all the people who participated and all of that stuff. Congratulations, and well, we we live to fight another day. Okay, so that we'll we'll talk about that as well. But I wanted to start off by talking about the election and what's coming up. And I, I thought that I would give you who I'm voting for. And of course, if you want to follow that, you're you're welcome to. But you you vote as you see fit. But these are the candidates that that I'm voting for. And I like to say, you know, you used to vote one one day, you know, this mail-in ballots. Well, that's another story. <laughs> it served a purpose. But I like one day, vote once. That's, that's it. So the candidates that I'm voting for, and for the most part, I'm sure we'll all agree on most of them. Palestina, Guardian, and Swift. Now, Palestina, of course, for state senate, and Guardian and Swift for assembly. I think that's a no-brainer. Also a no-brainer, Denny Levinson for county executive. Probably he is, I mean, he's our rock star. (laughs) That's the only way I could put it. Uh, He is the number one county executive, in my opinion, in the state. So... Denny Levinson for county executive. Jeff Van Drew for Congress for another term as he continues to do an outstanding job. But I wanted to talk about, and really, I haven't focused on this at all, but I wanted to talk about my take on the sheriff's race in Atlantic County. And I have always liked Eric Scheffler. I've always voted for him. I think he's done a good job. And I don't know what the opponent means when he says there are problems in the sheriff's department. I wish he would come out and say what those problems are. Maybe he did. I didn't hear them. 
but the point is that once in a while there are good Democrats. Eric Scheffler is a good Democrat, and he should continue as sheriff in Atlantic County. Now, as far as um, Palestina's opponent, Karen Fitzpatrick, I just wanted to mention this. Uh, she's a nice lady, done a fairly good job as commissioner, uh, but I think she has been out of touch as far as this wind turbine thing is concerned. Uh, she just doesn't get it. And that's what I'm saying. Uh, you know, vote for Palestine. That, that, that's all I'm saying. It, it's, it's really, it's a no-brainer. But Palestine, Guardian, and Swift for uh, State Senate and for the Assembly. So that's my take on uh, the election. And, by the way, again, Palestine, Guardian, and Swift, they will be on today at 11 o'clock. Uh, I'll talk about this now briefly, then we'll get to Seth, and then maybe we'll pick it up again later on in the show. A friend of mine texted me the other day, and he said, what's this with them keeping Trump off the ballot? And I was starting to explain the 14th Amendment and how it came about, and it was to prevent Confederates, those who had been for the Confederacy, to seek office. And... The clause in there says anyone who's participated in an insurrection. Well, (laughs) many months ago, Tucker Carlson did a whole thing on this insurrection, which wasn't really an insurrection. Well, it depends on your perspective. You want to call it a riot, whatever you want to call it. But it's a little known clause in that amendment. And... They're trying to use that to keep Trump off the ballot. And as Mark Levin once said, talk about a banana republic. (laughs) The states in question are Minnesota and Colorado. Now, it started the other day in Colorado. Lawyers for a group of Colorado voters on Monday focused on the January 6th assault. This opened the trial. It could determine whether it it could determine whether the Constitution's insurrection clause, that's the the clause that they're that they're using, whether it bars Trump from running again for the White House. The current lawsuit was filed by a liberal nonprofit group that in a state that voted for Joe Biden in 2020. So (laughs) the deck may be stacked against President Trump, but. Trump's lawyers contend that the former president never engaged in insurrection and was simply exercising his right to free speech. They noted cases where the congressional authors of Section 3 of this amendment, that's the section that they were referring to, declined to use it more than a century ago against people who only rhetorically backed the Confederacy. As one attorney put it, this is a legal Hail Mary. Now, this may end up, it probably will end up, if necessary, in the Supreme Court, and they'll decide. But I don't think there's a precedent because this amendment has never been used. 
it simply hasn't. And so they're going to use it now. <laughs> it's a stretch. It's definitely a stretch. Meanwhile, Minnesota Supreme Court justices appeared skeptical Thursday that states have the authority to block former President Trump from the ballot. Some suggesting that Congress is best positioned to decide whether his role in the January 6th attack should prevent him from running. Again, they're trying in Minnesota to use the rarely used insurrection clause of the U.S. Constitution. Minnesota justices suggested, again, that this belongs ultimately in the U.S. Supreme Court, which it likely will be. And I read all of this, and I answered my friend. I said, it probably won't happen. But once again, they will they will stoop to any level to keep Trump off the ballot. You know, it's like, well, we'll try this, we'll try that, we'll try this, we'll try that. They have tried everything. I mean, everything. It's no wonder. I mean, if it were me, and, and again... President Trump is a very strong person. If it were me or if it were you, maybe you would drop out. You you couldn't take this anymore. But it's just it's just incredible that they are trying to keep him off the ballot in two states. I don't think anything's going to come out of this, but you never know. You never know what's going to happen. And as I said, likely it's going to end up in the Supreme Court. I mean, if it comes to that, we it may not come to that. I mean, maybe they'll lose the case in Colorado. <laughs> it figures that the first state to legalize marijuana <laughs> does this. Okay. Uh, can't make this stuff up. And with that, we uh, we welcome in Seth Grossman, Liberty and Prosperity. And uh, Seth is very happy today because now they're finally distributing the calendars. Seth, good morning. Yes, yes, we are, because uh, the calendars are very important, and for those who don't know what they are, uh, we know so much, especially if we're conservatives, what we're against. And we keep saying, make America great again. But we forget that our kids have no idea how great America was before or what it was that made America great. And we could talk about Constitution, we could talk about liberty and um, you know, the, the, um, and they'll just get bored and, you know, take out their cell phones and ignore us. But if we start telling real stories of real people uh, that their parents knew and their grandparents knew who really made a difference. And when they they go to, uh, say, Whitesboro and they, they wonder, well, who is the, this, this George White that the town is named after? Or you go to McKee City in Egg Harbor Township. Well, well, who is who is John McKee? Of course, John McKee was a. Uh, a freed black slave from Virginia came to Philadelphia, became a waiter, and later became a multimillionaire in real estate uh, in like 1890 by building developments like McKee City and Egg Harbor Township. So we have all these stories, and we think that's the best way to reach young people. And um, we're distributing the calendars. They're ready now. They're, um, they cost us about two and a half bucks each to make. Uh, we're selling them for five dollars each, but if you order uh, ten of them, you get uh, ten of them for twenty dollars. And you could go to our website and 
make a donation there or come to our meeting or just call us at the office and we'll figure out a way uh, to, to get these to you. So they're just regular calendars. They're good to plan events and so on, but there's, there's so much more. And the other thing, the unintended consequence, when we try to tell this true history of America using this calendar, we got a $6,000 grant from the state uh, historical society to, to do it. And they absolutely tortured us because they didn't like the way we were presenting America as this land of opportunity where people of all races and ethnic backgrounds, not only could they succeed, but they succeeded spectacularly, especially in Atlantic City and around here. So uh, they didn't believe it, and they forced us to document every single fact we put in there. So at the bottom of every month, we have actually our footnotes of the sources. So this is very, you know, this is perfect if you have a uh, a grandson, granddaughter, niece or nephew in college and they're looking for a project. Um, we could get them started. They just get the calendar and they get the sources. It's the easiest way uh, to write a really um, uh, spectacular term paper. So those that's our calendar. That's our big news for today. What's uh, what's going on at Liberty and Prosperity? Well, of course, we have uh, election day of uh, uh, on Tuesday. But as we learned from previous elections, uh, election day is not election day. Election day is the last possible day to vote. And uh, if you believe in Murphy's Law, you know that if you have something you want to do, you don't want to wait for the last possible minute. Because if you go wait to the last possible minute, you might get sick, you might get cut out for work, uh, someone in your family might get sick, they might have problems at the voting machine on election day. So we urge everybody to vote as early as you can. And uh, if you're listening to the program right now, Saturday, there are um, early voting sites in Atlanta County, Cape May County, and every county where you could vote at 10 o'clock this morning on Saturday up to 8 o'clock tonight. If you're listening on Sunday, you only have till uh, it's from uh, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. on, on Sunday night. Uh, but we do urge you to, to vote. And it's interesting. Uh, there's a, a candidate called Jesse Kurtz running for uh, city council in Atlantic City. And I happen to live at one of the uh, high-rises in Atlantic City where uh, Jesse Kurtz and the other Republican candidates were there. And I thought it was interesting that the other candidates, uh, they made their speeches, they answered questions, they shook hands, and then they left. Uh, Jesse Kurtz, uh, you know, made some remarks, but then he said, uh, how many people here didn't vote? And, uh, and if they didn't vote, he said, okay, there's early voting right now. This is yesterday. And he had me drive two voters to the early voting location at St. <laughs> Mike's Church. So uh, Jesse Kurtz, he's not a guy who takes chances. And then he gave, me, gave out lists of people he knew in the building saying, make sure these people vote before Tuesday. So it's really all about turnout, whether you win or lose an election. And uh, early voting, I, I mean, there are a whole re re lot of reasons why I don't like it. I don't like the paper ballots, but... You're not going to change the system unless you first, um, you know, win elections using the system that we have right now. And the, the whole nonsense with the paper ballots, the early voting, the mail-in ballots, the messenger ballots, all started with George Bush in 2001 and John McCain in something called the Help America Vote Act. So if you have a, a rotten system, you can't just use it for 20 years and then you lose one election and complain about it. Uh, you have to, you know, deal with it from the beginning. So this is what we're stuck with. 
and we have to win elections using this system until we can win uh, presidency, until we win Congress, until we win uh, the state house, then we can change it again. So that, that, that early voting is very, very important. You know, I didn't know that. I didn't know that the, the voting by mail started 20 years ago. <laughs> I learn something every day when you come in. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, of course, what was different, the, the, the mandatory ballots automatically being mailed out, that was, uh, you know, President Trump with the Help America Vote. No, uh, yeah, I forgot what he called it. Oh, they amended the Help America Vote Act. It was in the CARES Act where uh, Trump put $300 million to mail out all those ballots in 2020. And you had a lot of conservative Republicans saying, no, don't do it. Don't you realize what you're doing here? And, uh, you know, they, they went along with it. And, uh, and, and again, when you when you have a rotten system, you can't wait till the day after the election and then complain about it. You got to deal with it ahead of time. And, uh, you know, that's you know, that that's one that's a bone of contention within our liberty and prosperity group. But that's that's what gave us those mail-in ballots. It was George Bush and McCain in 2003, and it was that massive spending, uh, uh, that that uh, COVID relief CARES Act, that that gave 300 million dollars of the federal government to states to every state to mail out ballots to everybody, and that was turned into a real mess. So we have that going on. Um, there, there have been a lot of dirty tricks in this campaign um, by the Democrats. Uh, one of them, uh, if you're in the district where Vince Palestina is running, and if you're a Republican, you probably received at least six slick mailers uh, saying uh, how awful uh, uh, Vince Palestina is. But they're not telling you to vote for the Democrat. They're telling you to, to, to vote for this conservative party independent called Sean Peck. Uh, and, of course, who the heck is Sean Peck? Well, he's a guy who actually drifted into one of our Liberty and Prosperity meetings about uh, eight months ago and said, you know, he wants to uh, make a difference. He wants to run as a conservative. And we told him what we tell every candidate that walks into Liberty and Prosperity is, like it or not, we have a two-party system. And if you want to make a change, you run in the primary election uh, in June and make your views known. And if you win, you win. If you lose, you lose. But that's how you decide. In other words, it's not like the Republicans pick a candidate. Uh, the Republicans are every person who's registered to vote, who wants to vote in the Republican primary. And that's where you make your case. But if you don't run in the primary and you make yourself an independent, you're not going to win. You don't have a chance to win. And all you're going to be doing is taking votes away from someone who is closer in, in your in thinking closer to you than the Democrat is. But anyway, um, the, the Sean Peck didn't listen. He you know, got his 100 signatures. He put himself on the ballot. And what the Democrats did, the Democrats formed this hokey committee where they're spending huge amounts of money just targeting Republicans to vote for this Sean Peck instead of Vince Palestina. So uh, Sean Peck came to our meeting. He said, oh, no, I have nothing to do with this. I don't, I don't want to be a candidate anymore. But, of course, before the Democrats did this, uh, they waited till it was too late for Sean Peck to legally remove his name on the ballot from the ballot. So there he is. It's just a classic dirty trick. Yeah, I uh, I got one of those. In fact, I got a couple of them in my in my. Yeah. yeah. And I said, I remember saying, who's Sean Peck? <laughs> I, I, I didn't hear from him until then. 
Liberty. Well, you know, he, he'll show up at a Liberty and Prosperity breakfast once in a while. The other dirty trick, so at the t- same time, the Democrats are secretly using this fake committee telling Republicans to vote for Sean Peck instead of Vince Palestina. Of course, they're hammering every Republican candidate by saying, uh, telling uh, women and Democrats, your rights to abortion is being threatened by Republicans. It's on the ballot. This is the most important issue. And, of course, it's not uh, an issue at all in New Jersey. Uh, the only thing that some Republicans did was they were arguing that uh, abortions after the seventh or eighth month are barbaric uh, and should not be permitted at that late term. And Murphy insisted and the Democrats put through that bill. So it's only that part. And, of course, the Democrats also put the through, uh, bill through an abortion to uh, have it mandatory uh, in your whatever health insurance you buy. You have to pay for abortions, which is really forcing people to, to pay for something they think is morally wrong. And they're also punishing nurses and doctors who don't want to perform these abortions. And uh, we believe if you have a con- you know, conscientious objectors in the Army... Uh, you know, you should be able to have people who feel strongly against abortion don't, shouldn't be losing their licenses and their careers be forced to do something that they think is barbaric. So it's not threatening any woman's right. Uh, at best, uh, the Republican legislators have been trying to bring these minor changes to New Jersey law. But again, this is the dishonest campaigning you see coming out of the Democrats this cycle. Boy. <laughs> Dirty well, tricks, huh? <laughs> a, a, a couple of things. By the way, with the daylight savings time, you know how we got daylight savings time? Uh, th- this is classic, uh, uh, how liberals think. Uh, you had this English uh, liberal uh, member of parliament was horse riding on a, like in a summer morning. And he was enjoying the wonderful morning, but 90% of the village was sleeping. So instead, of, he thought that everybody in the village should be up and around and enjoying the morning. So rather than... Uh, urge people to get up earlier to enjoy the morning, he passes a law that changes the clocks and forces everybody, uh, you know, to get up early. So that's like the classic liberal thinking. It, it used to be that our time was set so that w- when it was noon, you look up and the sun is directly above your head. That was the meaning, that the, the time was tied to nature. But of course, with daylight savings time, it's not tied, it's just tied to whatever the government says the time ought to be. And it's a classic example of how... Uh, uh, you know, the, the government, you know, doesn't give us an extra d- day of daylight. They, they, you know, they just change the time to, to, to make you think you are because you're losing a, an hour of daylight in the morning. But that's su- such classic socialism or such classic uh, progressive um, mindset. By, I thought I'd mention that. Okay. <laughs> okay, just a couple of uh, uh, quick points. Uh, yes, it was a big victory over Orsted. Uh, to stop, there are three uh, proposed uh, wind turbine projects um, off the ocean, and Orsted had two of them. Atlantic Shores has another one. Uh, The Atlantic Shores project is off of uh, Long Beach Island, so we still have to continue the struggle there. But I thought I I just want to give thanks because everybody in the community worked together to raise the public awareness of this issue. And I don't want to let the moment go by without thanking two people from Ocean City, uh, Councilman Mike DeFlieger and Tricia Conte, who really started this movement um, back in July of 2021 when they invited Michael Schellenberger, the, the author of Apocalypse Never, to come to the Ocean City Music Pier and talk. 
So almost every talking point I, I use when I mention how useless uh, wind energy is, it really comes from the uh, studies made by Michael Schellenberger in his book. And when Michael Schellenberger, probably one of the best uh, uh, known environmentalists who really put the spotlight on the wind turbines, uh, only about 100 people showed up at the music pier. The press of Atlantic City didn't mention a word about them. The Philadelphia Inquirer didn't mention them. None of the uh, Philadelphia stations even mentioned him. Uh, but it just showed how the media was 100% for the wind turbines. And really, if the whales did not start dying uh, in January of this uh, year, uh, we never would have gotten that message out. But it all started with uh, two people, Tricia Conte and Michael DeFlieger of Ocean City. And I just want to thank them. Well, as you said, everybody really had a hand in it. Uh, Rich Barely, I know, was uh, instrumental. And so a lot of people did. And it goes to show you, when we put our heads together, we can we can accomplish anything. Uh, and, and by the way, I just want to mention one thing, uh, which is related about how fake this green energy is. Uh, I actually had, had a chance to go to a sales pitch for solar panels. And when you think it through, it's so obvious what a scam it is, because there are two things in the pitch. Uh, it's number one. Uh, we have a friend who had a $400 electric bill, and he put up solar panels, and now his electric bill is only $6 a month. Isn't it wonderful? So, of course, you're going to ask yourself, are you telling me that that, that puny little panel is, is producing about uh, you know, $365 worth of electricity every month? And you know it's not. I mean, there's no doubt that people with the solar panels are only paying 6 or $7 a month for their electric. But it's not because of the electricity the panels are producing. It's because of this uh, money laundering scheme where they raise the rates on everybody else to pay the people with the panels a subsidy. And the proof of it is in the sales pitch, they say, well, you better hurry now because your area is going to get blacked out soon. And what does uh, blacked out soon mean? It, it means like in each town, only about five or ten people are allowed to get these solar panels. Once, once they reach that quota, then there are no more solar panel permits issued. Now, why is that? Because they know it's a scam. Uh, if the thing really produced electricity, they'd say everybody ought to have one, right? Because look at all the great green energy you're producing. But they know that every time they, they install one solar panel, they got to raise the rates on everybody else to pay for that subsidy. And so they have to keep it to its very, very limited amount to keep the scam going. Uh, just a thought there. All right. Well, it's time to uh, libertyandprosperity.com. We're meeting at Sal's Cafe in Summers Point. And uh, if you want to get to the nine points I wanted to bring up this morning that I didn't get a chance to bring up, <laughs> they're all posted on our libertyandprosperity.com website to talk about the, uh, the the subway attack in New York, the fake news coverage. Uh, and I guess just a, a, a final point, when they had that rally uh, against Israel in, in Atlantic City um, a week ago um, Friday, uh, they were calling for the destruction of Israel. They were calling for... Um, you know, the, the, the Arab occupation of Jerusalem. Uh, and it was only Muslims who participated in it. But if you read the headline of the paper, the headline was, quote, as war between Israel and the Palestinian group Hamas rages, local religious groups prayed for peace in Palestine on Friday. A total mischaracterization of the event, but that's what the media does. And sadly, 
that's how they reported it on um, on this radio station, the news. The, the news department just read what the press of Atlantic City wrote. So if you want to see the real story, libertyandprosperity.com, that's where it's posted. Thank you very much, John. Have a great week. You too, Seth. Seth Grossman, Liberty and Prosperity. Libertyandprosperity.com is the website. I'm John DeMassey. It is Talk With a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We'll get started with Craig, Bob, and John, and maybe you at 609-407-1450. Back with more after these words. Vince Palestina, Don Guardian, and Claire Swift are bipartisan legislators working to improve Atlanta County, and they're succeeding. Millions to improve our hospitals and for maternal and infant health care. A tough-on-crime county prosecutor who leads the state in detaining serious criminals. Support for our police to keep us safe. Seven new judges to help enforce law and order in Atlanta County. Palestina, Guardian, and Swift secured hundreds of millions in funding for our boardwalk roads, bridges, and traffic improvements, and even restored full service to the Cardiff Motor Vehicle Center office. It doesn't stop there. Palestina, Guardian, and Swift worked across the aisle to secure a national aviation research and technology park right here in Atlanta County. Vince Palestina for Senate, Don Guardian, and Claire Swift for Assembly. Five partisan legislators delivering for Atlantic County. This is Vince Palestina. This ad was paid for by Palestina, Guardian, and Swift, P.O. Box. 629 Northfield, New Jersey, 08225. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money inspiration for financial wellness in the book joe talks about longevity inflation retirement surprises and many other topics for your free copy of the heart of your money call the office of joe yakovich at jml financial at 856-751-1771 or email joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com for over 37 years joe yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan you'll find joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world the path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group, 856-751-1771, 856-751-1771, or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. And we are back here on Talk With a Purpose, 609-407-1450 is the number. We'll get started here with Craig in Northfield. Craig, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Well, good morning, John. How are you today? Good, good. You, what you, is that, you, seven? you feeling uh, Eagles, Cowboys, or what? <laughs> I, I, I was going to ask uh, Bob. Uh, I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you got to say. I uh, always listen intensely about what you got to say. I heard Seth this morning. Nothing about Trump. Did you notice? Yeah. Yeah. Did you notice? Uh, yeah, do you I, think I, that I, we'd be in the situation that we're in Israel right now? Nope. Stand down, Israel. Nope. nope. That's what Biden's saying. Stand down. Don't protect your assets. Don't protect your people. It doesn't matter how many of those women you murder. Uh, you know, that's pretty disgusting. Um, you know, uh, John, you talked about that uh, Oregon thing there, that lawsuit for Donnie J. Trump, right? Yeah, yeah. 
You know where that you know you know the attorneys that are handling that are from Washington D.C. Just imagine that. Jeez, now, I'm not surprised. It gets Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You know I got to dig a little deeper. When I dig, I dig. Yeah. So who's part of that law firm? Rosenstein. Remember him? Yes. From the FBI. Yes. Who else used to work there making fifteen million dollars? Uh, Who do you think? Uh, I I don't know. If I floor you, do I get an extra minute? Yes. I need it. Okay. Christopher Ray. Oh, jeez. I got my minute. Okay. I got my minute. Okay. 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 So anyway, John, I I have to say, uh, you know, you recall, um, Harry came out with recently uh, an article about Earl and Shell, allegedly incident that occurred in 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 the classroom. Yes. With a little boy. Yes. When I say little boy, I mean 17. Yeah. And it was about discussing the little boy's private parts. Yes. And then being so small, you'd have to see them with a microscope. Yeah. And I, rem- I remember the story. I remember it. Yeah. yeah. You remember it? And yeah. you discussed it on this yes. radio show I, I also. Know. Yes, I did. Okay. So I'm going to take my three minutes and I'm going to say this. So eight students wrote what they saw. Okay. This is where, I'm, this is where my three minutes come in. A professor enters a lecture hall and he looks around. You there in the eighth row, can you tell me your name? He asked the student. My name is Sandra, says a voice. The professor asks her, please leave my lecture hall. I don't want to see you in this lecture hall again. Everybody in the classroom is quiet. The student is irritated, slowly packs her things and stands up. Faster, please, says the professor. She doesn't dare say anything. Leaves the lecture hall. The professor keeps looking around. The participants are scared. Why are there laws? He asked the group. All are quiet. Everyone looks at each other. What are laws for? The social order is heard from Moreau, a student says, to protect a person's personal rights, another says. So what's that that they can, uh, can rely on? The state? The professor is not satisfied. Justice calls the, a student. The professor is smiling. She has his attention. Thank you very much. Did I behave unfairly towards your classmate earlier? Everyone nods. Indeed I did. Why didn't anyone protest? Well, I do believe eight students protested mainly in their writing. Why didn't anyone try to stop me? Why didn't you want to prevent this injustice? People of Northfield, I hope you're listening. Nobody answers. Then the professor says this. What you just learned, you wouldn't have learned in a thousand hours of lectures if you didn't live it. You didn't say anything just because you weren't affected yourself. This attitude speaks against you and against life. You think as long as it doesn't concern you, it's none of your business. I'm telling you, if you don't say anything today, and I mean on Tuesday, and don't bring about justice, then one day you will experience injustice and no one will stand before you. Justice lives through all of us. We have to fight for it. In life, at work, we often live next to each other instead of within each other. We console ourselves that the problem of others are none of our business. We go home and are glad that we were spared. People of Northfield, please Listen to what I just said. Spare 
maybe future people. We need to send a message. Vote for Robert Zlotnick for mayor. Send a message to our school system that we need to listen to our children. John, I'm going to leave you with that heavy note. Very, very, very powerful. Very, very powerful. Thanks, Craig. Thanks for the call. Yeah, that's a situation that I knew well about, and we talked about it several years ago. And, uh, well, Craig is entitled to his opinion, and uh, I think it's a good one. Talk with a purpose is the show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We still have Bob and John and maybe you at 609-407-1450. I'm John DeMassey. We'll get back to more of the show in just a moment. But first, we're going to talk about BF Mazio and how they're going to make your life easier. Well, they always make your life easier. I mean, last week, I picked up uh, on the prepared food side, I picked up salmon in a Mediterranean dish. And, of course, I mean, I said, I'm going to bring this to my niece and and show her what prepared foods are really like. And she said, boy, was that delicious. And she works a lot and so doesn't have time to cook and raises a child. So that I said, oh, I'm going to do some good. And I did. And And that's really what I'm talking about here, prepared foods. They are second to none when it comes to B.F. Mazio. I mean, there is so many varieties of prepared foods, too numerous to mention here on this particular program. But you check it out for yourself. B.F. Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield. And speaking of prepared foods, it's that time of year again. Do you believe that in less than three weeks it's going to be Thanksgiving? I mean, where'd the time go? I mean... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're over here. We're saying, well, it was the summertime, but uh, well, no, Thanksgiving and BF Mazio is your headquarters because what they say is you do the meal. We'll do the rest. And they have a complete selection of holiday sides, uh, mashed sweet potatoes, eggplant rollatini, eggplant parmesan uh, and all kinds of lasagnas and so on and so forth. So if you want. I mean, and this is what I did last year. We're going to do it again this year because we're doing Thanksgiving before I go away. And we're going to do the meal and then I'll get the sides. And it's really a very, very simple way to do Thanksgiving. B.F. Mazio. If you want to check out the holiday sides, bfmazio.com is the website. That's bfmazio.com. And, of course, B.F. Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield. Baked goods, prepared foods. I mean, all kinds of stuff, gourmet items. It's too numerous to mention. Check it out for yourself. 601 New Road Northfield and bfmazio.com, the website. Coming back with more Talk with a Purpose in just a moment. Atlanta County Sheriff Eric Scheffler continues to create a healthier and safer community for me and my family. Sheriff Scheffler is a visionary leader dedicated to creating change in our community. With a passion for aiding those with substance use disorder and mental health challenges, Scheffler established a Hope One program. Hope One connects individuals and families with the recovery services they need to save lives. We are better today and will be stronger tomorrow. This November, re-elect Eric Scheffler for Sheriff. Paid for by Scheffler for Sheriff, Penny Wright Treasurer. I am Eric Scheffler. I approve this message. 
If you're interested in driving one of the finest automobiles on the market today, then you'll want to check out all of the fabulous new and pre-owned Lexus at Lexus of Atlantic City. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Driving a Lexus is like no other vehicle on the market. Test drive one for yourself at Lexus of Atlantic City. Whether it's new or pre-owned, you'll be more than satisfied. In fact, Lexus is consistently number one when it comes to customer satisfaction. Visit Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Or you can check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or, if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Your WPG Atlantic City Electric AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey today. We'll have a pleasant mix of clouds and sunshine with a high 65. It'll be mostly cloudy tonight. Remember to set the clocks back. We're going down to 35. Tomorrow, another nice day, partly sunny with a high 67. And partly sunny still on Monday, pleasant with a high 62. Plan with confidence. Visit AccuWeather.com. I'm AccuWeather's Rose Tamburino on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Back here on Talk With a Purpose, uh, people tell me I don't give out my email enough, so I'll give it out here. J-D-A-D-V-1 at Comcast.net. J-D-A-D-V-1 at Comcast.net. You can email me anything, program suggestions, comments, whatever, pro or con. We take them all on. J-D-A-D-V-1 at Comcast.net. It is Talk With a Purpose, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Let's talk to Bob and Kate May. Bob, good morning. Welcome. Good morning, John. Look, uh, Karen Fitzpatrick, I, I have to give her credit. She came on your show about a year ago. And, yes. But, yes, but she did. What she did was was read right off the Orsted website. Yes. Uh, right? And, and look, she needs to be resoundingly defeated. Yes. You know, no yes. doubt about it. Yes, so that's that's. This was going to be horrible for our region. Uh, we're going to pay double and triple for their electricity cost. <clears throat> and I give all the credit to to the people you mentioned. Seth Grossman was right out front on this. A fellow named Eustace Meta held a big rally at at his hotel in Avalon. All the politicians were there. <clears throat> there were at least a hundred business people there, and you know. It, it just proves that even in the state of New Jersey, we can get things done. Yes, <laughs> when when yes, politicians yes, go against right. us, we, yep. we can win. Uh, I want to make a comment here about about the Colorado and Minnesota uh, attempt to disenfranchise conservatives and, dis- and, and keep Trump off the ballot. It, it, you know what this does, John? It, it really... It, it disenfranchises conservative Republican voters nationwide. Yes. And, and the reason is because the Democrats, you keep Trump off the ballot in Minnesota and Colorado, that's not the end of it. But let's assume it's just those two states. Well, then the Democrats do have to, they need to spend zero resources in those states. Yeah. Zero. That's right. And, and, and down ballot. The down ballot effect would be devastating. So the, con- the 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 congressional seats that are up for election, 
Well, you, you don't have the presidential candidate on the ballot. Okay, The voter turnout on the Republican side is going to be next to nothing. Right. And people like like Lauren Boebert, who I don't I love her conservative views, but man, I'll tell you, she's like yeah. kind of a whack job. She's out there, yeah, she's out okay. there. I, I agree. But anyway, she only won her seat by less than 200 votes last time. If you keep the presidential candidate off the ballot, that's 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 a loss. That yeah, seat's a loss. That's right. There are going to be a lot of other seats. That's right. So, you know, that's... Uh, that, I, 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 hopefully I don't, that doesn't work. I don't, I, think, I, I, I don't think it's going to happen. No, I don't think so, because... I, I think the way the law was written, it's to prevent uh, Confederates from running for office, and yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't. Well, I don't think it's going to fly. That's that's well, my opinion. You know, all, all these arcane laws. That's not the only one that they're, they're bringing up against Trump. I mean, there are are this Jack Smith is pulling this 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 garbage from these laws nobody ever heard of. That's not the only one. I, <clears throat> so, Craig asked me about the one. One of my my take on the Dallas Eagles game, <laughs> real quick. Yeah. Okay. Now I'm a I'm a pessimist. Uh, you know, uh, you know, like, I'm a pessimist. Right? That's just the way I am. But you know, what pessimist pessimist seem to be always happy because we're always pleasantly surprised. So it goes against the grain of what you think a pessimist is. But anyway, look. Last week, Washington and for, like two, Washington stinks offensively. Yeah, but they put they put thirty one points on the Eagles in two games this year, and and what they did, especially last week. Okay, the great Eagles pass rush was totally neutralized because it was a three step three step drop balls out. Yep. I don't care how good your your defensive line is, you're not going to get to the quarterback that quick. And, and what it is, they're exploiting is the weakness that we have over the middle in our secondary. Yeah. Our coverage linebacker, Nakobe Dean, didn't look good. Uh, we have a fourth string starting slot cornerback. So when when they they go to their they go to their their twelve package with double tight ends, or they they go to their their extra wide receivers. You have a slot cornerback in. We have a fourth stringer in there right now. Yeah. Uh, and, and Dallas, their slot receiver they they line they'll line CD Lamb their best receiver up. They will line them up in the slot. So it'll be fascinating to see what what the uh, Sean decided defensive coordinator comes up with because. You know, it's going to be a tough uh, game. I, I don't that, know. That's yeah, my conclusion. I, I, yeah. I agree. I agree. It's going to yeah. be a tough game. Bob, thanks for the call. John in Ocean City. John, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. I'm a little bit confused. Is that the Confederates of President Trump or descendants of the Confederates that fought in the Civil War? Uh, Confederates uh, fought in the Civil War. Okay, now get this. I mean, James Madison wrote about twelve, ninety percent of the twelve. First Amendments, ten of which are the Bill of Rights, and he held from Richmond, Virginia. So I'm pretty sure that three score in 24 or 23, depending on whether you accept uh, June 21st, 1788, or or 1789 for the ratification of the Constitution. Nonetheless, I'm sure he had direct descendants to fall for the Confederacy. So I'm, I'm so I imagine that James Madison's descendants can't vote. You know, it's ridiculous, man. It's just uh, <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, but uh, right. Now, 
When I lived in Philly, I had access to a lot of stations, uh, Christian stations I don't have access to. When I, I lived in Philly for maybe four or five years, and uh, one program I used to love listening to was the American Indian Hour. It's sponsored by the All Tribes Church in South Haldale Avenue in Los Angeles. But uh, one of the monthly newsletters, and one of the monthly newsletters, I, re- I read an article written by an American Indian, Native American Indian, so it's not stereotypical when he said that the Indians are naturally high-spirited people. Now, what happened was a fellow was uh, in a town nearby to the reservation. A fellow was selling motorbikes, motorcycles, with uh, in, inside of a glass-paneled room, showroom, and these kids, they got the itch, man. They got they, they broke in, they hopped on the motorcycles and went on a joyride with their cycles, and they didn't steal them. They brought them back covered with mud. Now, the owner was mad as a hornet, but ultimately, the elders came and said to them, these kids are really poor. They have nothing. They have nothing going for them, you know, and he relented. See, that's that's the regular American right there. The regular American, whether he's a Christian or has Christian value, you see, he's going to relent. He's not going to, you know, hold a, I mean, If I had a bike, uh, a business with selling motorcycles and like that, I would say to the elders, said, please don't let these kids do this again, man. I want to help your church. I want to help your ministry. I won't be able to because I can't make a profit off of you stuff, you know. But, I mean, that being said, there's people that want to put a wedge between us all. Just that divide and conquer mentality, you know, have black against white, Jew against Gentile, Catholic against Protestant, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But we, the people, regular people, no matter how much melanin's in your skin or how much melanin's not in your skin, we have the same mama America to lose here. So that that, that attitude of uh, being woke, you're sleepwalking into a ditch, and it, because we don't want to follow them into a ditch. We're, we're a bunch of bigger than Archie Bunkers who can't think straight. But I think the other way around is true. They're the ones that can't think straight. Thanks for letting me call in. All right, John. Thanks for the call. Talk for the purposes of the show. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. Hour number one rapidly coming to a close. Boy, it flies by. And hour number two coming up, of course. But uh, we'll have some final thoughts in hour number one. And we'll talk to Andy and Brigantine after these words. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751. 1771 or email Joe at at com. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856-751-1771. 856-751-1771. Or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. Member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. And if you would like to hear today's program tomorrow... It's very simple. You uh, listen 5 until 8. It's our Talk With a Purpose replay every Sunday, 5 until 8, right here. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. If you miss any of the show or you want to hear it again, hey, that's what you do. Tune in tomorrow, 5 until 8, 
right here at WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Let's talk to Andy in Brigantine. Andy, good morning. Welcome. Morning, John. It's a great day in Brigantine. Yes, it is. Uh, I'd like to talk to you about this uh, 14th Amendment nonsense. So the judge in um, Colorado, Sarah B. Wallace, uh, she's the judge who wants to uh, get Trump off the ballot in Colorado. Uh, this judge has donated to an organization called the Colorado Project, and their stated mission is to get Republicans removed from national offices. Jeez. Okay, so that's one. Um, as far as the 14th Amendment is concerned, I don't have it in front of me, but I've read it. Um, and it states that um, someone must be convicted of insurrection. Donald Trump has neither been charged with nor convicted of insurrection. And um, so that's that. Um, it also does not state in, in the Constitution the office of president. It mentions offices uh, that cannot uh, be held by someone who's been convicted of insurrection. It mentions senator. It, it mentions several offices, but it does not mention president. You would think that the founders, as brilliant as they were and as specific as they were on things, that um, if, if, if it were a president, that they would have stated that you couldn't be president, uh, 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 you know, if you were convicted of insurrection. So, th so there's that. And, and also, John, think about this. If Donald Trump is as bad as we are told he is, if he is as hated as we are told he is by the left, why would you – how, how, how um, confident are the Democrats that they're going to beat Donald Trump when they have to remove him from ballots rather than run against him? Yeah, that's a good point. Good you know, point. I mean, I mean, Joe Biden has already proven – that he can beat Donald Trump. Now, we know they cheated. You and I can disagree on that, but I know they cheated. But let's say he won legitimately. If Joe Biden has already proven that he can beat Donald Trump, then Donald Trump would be the one Republican that Joe Biden would want to run against again because he's already beaten him once. If, if you're trying to remove someone from the ballot, it means you know that if he's on the ballot, he's going to beat you. Yeah. There's no other, there's, it's, it's Occam's razor. The simplest explanation is the right one. There, there would be no, it's the same thing with the debates. These people who, you know, uh, it, it doesn't benefit Trump to debate, but Biden doesn't want to debate Trump. Um, uh, in, in Arizona, the, the, the uh, uh, Carrie Lake, the, the, her opponent didn't want to debate her. The only reason you would not want to debate someone one-on-one, -on -one, mano a mano, is because you know that person's better than you yeah. and that they're going to beat you. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, you would relish the opportunity to make a fool of that person in the debate and destroy them on the stage. That's right. It's the, sa it's the same thing with the election, John. Wouldn't, wouldn't Joe Biden, all the rotten things that he and the Democrats have said about Donald Trump, wouldn't you relish the opportunity to destroy this man in the election, to embarrass him in front of the whole world, to beat him again? Wouldn't you welcome that opportunity? Yes. 
So if you're, if you're trying to take him off the ballot, there can be only one reason, because you know you cannot beat him. Right. So you have right. to... And, and, you have to cheat. You have to. This is why they don't like the electoral college because they can't win elections with the electoral college. So they want to do away with it. Yeah. Whenever they don't like the rules, they want to change them. It's why they want to pack the Supreme Court because the court doesn't always rule their way, John. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah. over and over again. Yeah, that, that, that's, uh, l- listen, they tried all these investigations while he was in office. Then they tried other things while he was out of office, and now they're trying this. I mean, they'll try anything. <laughs> it's, it's just it's, it just keep keep it coming. Maybe something will stick. But you know what? Nothing will stick because it's because it's just not right. Well, John, if there's something to find out about Donald Trump, then you wouldn't have to remove him from the ballot. Whatever, if they're if they're that convinced they can destroy him with all of these uh, uh, legal proceedings, all these all these uh, these charges they filed against him, if they're that sure they can beat him in court. Again, why would you try to remove him from a ballot? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Andy, if you want to call back, if you uh, want to add some points. So we're coming up against the clock here, and it's time for the news and all of that stuff. So it's it's our number one already in the books on Talk With a Purpose here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're going to start off the uh, 10 o'clock hour. We'll start off with Al and Paul and maybe you at 609-407-1450. I'm John DeMassey. Our number one is in the books. Our number two is on the way. Don't go away. FM and 1450 AM WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John Damas. Hour number two, Talk with a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. As the man said, I'm John Damasi. Nice to have you with us for our get-together here every Saturday morning. And we've got plenty more to talk about here. And the number in the studio, 609 407 1450. That's right, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I get confused, you know? I mean, I don't know where I am, what station I'm on. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a <laughs> Okay. Uh, we're going to do something here. Uh, I've always wanted to do this. I loved the late Harry Callis when he was broadcasting Phillies games. He was the best of all time. As the late Harry Callis used to say when describing a home run by a Phillies player, that ball's out of here, home run. Well, similarly, we can say Orsted is out of here. Good riddance. As uh, Bob said, and we all said last hour, you feel like this finally you had your voice heard. Uh, 
and all of the protests and the rallies have paid off. But, but, I will say this. It's not completely over yet. As Yogi used to say, it's not over until it's over. Atlantic Shores, the largest single wind farm yet approved by the New Jersey Board of Public Utilities. That's still out there. We'll see what happens. But as far as Orsted is concerned, you're ready for the reason? This is what they said. Well, high inflation, rising interest rates, supply chain bottlenecks. (laughs) The real issue was public pressure. Let's face it. And, of course, Phil Murphy said, Today's decision by Orsted to abandon its commitments to New Jersey is outrageous. Oh, and calls into question the company's credibility and competence. We'll see. Hopefully, Atlantic Shores has the same fate as Orsted. So we we got to protest again against Atlantic Shores. That's simple. One down, one to go. All right. Al in Corbin City. Al, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. How are you doing this morning? Good. How are you doing? You know what? What gets me is Murphy came in and said that the federal government has said that the, these whales and dolphins that have died has nothing to do with, with this. That yeah. We can trust the federal government. Yeah, yeah. Are you kidding me? The federal <laughs> yeah. government to lie to us about COVID? It's, it's where it came from. Yeah. They lied to us about 31 people signed things saying that they thought that it was Russian disinformation. They've lied so many times. And you're going to tell us that we should sit there and say, oh, it's okay to put these uh, in there because the federal government's told us. And you know you can trust the federal government. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I have a bridge in going over to Brooklyn. I, yeah. I, I'd love to sell it to you, you know? And I'm, I'm, the tooth, I'm the tooth fairy, too. <laughs> You're right. Uh, the other thing I want to tell you that this, I am just so furious right now with the state of New Jersey. My wife was out, got a temporary disability, had to wait until she went back to work to get her first check, got her first check. And then they came back and said, oh, we overpaid you by $600, and you have to pay it back. And it says, and a judgment has already been placed against you. We never even got the information how much he was supposed to get in the first place. How the hell do we know whether we overpaid or not? Yeah. Give me a break. You know what? You know what, Al? You know what? I would get a lawyer. I really would. I would get a lawyer. Because I'm I'm so furious about that. And try to get a hold of somebody. Tried to, I tried to straighten it out by going, no, you can't talk to anybody. You can go online. I'm 70 years old. I don't do stuff online. Neither do I. Yeah. I, I, I'm telling you, I would get a lawyer. I, I just really, one that specializes in this, and there are a lot of them out there. Uh, I don't, but, 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 if you know of one, if you know of one, let, you know, let me know because I, yeah. I, I am, you know what I mean? I might call Seth. Seth probably would know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he would. Yeah. I'm sure. But but that's what I, I would do. I, I, I would I wouldn't mess with this because uh, a lawyer will just know how to cut through all that. And uh, the state will run you around ragged till you're till you're 80 years old, you know. So, well, it, 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 you know what? I ha- I've talked to several people that, you know, went for temporary disability and finally gave up on it and just never got it because it was just too much aggravation. Yeah. yeah I yeah. mean, 
the, the, you know, the, the, just to make it real short, my wife put, put all the paperwork in, and all the paperwork that she was told to do, doctored a whole bit, and then they came back and said, oh, you didn't give us four pay stubs. Give me a break. Yeah. You have all her, all her information right on the computer. Yeah. Because she's paying taxes to the state of New Jersey. This is nonsense. Yeah, it sure so they is. Just delayed it, delayed it, and they, they do this. Like the person was doing physical therapy for him said he just got so disgusted he said the hell with him and didn't, and didn't go through he says keep the money yeah have a good one yeah you too Al good luck with that I would definitely get a lawyer and they call Seth or call whoever uh, there's a lawyer reference service I believe too in uh, Atlantic County so you, you can do that Paul and EHT Paul good morning you're on talk with a purpose good morning John good, mor- um, good morning I'm, I'm 81 years old with congestive heart failure, and I have an embedded pacemaker slice defibrillator. And recently I was going into the uh, dining room of where I live, and I just blacked out. And uh, I could hear people talking to me, but I couldn't talk back to them. And they called the EMTs and took me to the hospital. And at the hospital, the the uh, doctor at the emergency room said they were going to get to the bottom of why this was happening to me because I've I've been in heart flutter for over a year. You can't be in heart flutter for over a year. Your brain does not get enough blood. So anyway, they said they were going to get to the bottom of this. They did one test, a heart catheterization, then they sent me home. So they know no more about what happened than than. So I would like to go to Deborah Hospital and get a second opinion. Deborah is supposed to be a very good heart hospital. I was just going but to tell you. Many- I was just going to tell you that that uh, get a second opinion, uh, whether it's Deborah or uh, one of the hospitals in Philadelphia. Um, and and I know the local hospitals don't like me saying that, but uh, in this case, uh, you know, I, I think you really do need a second opinion, maybe even a third opinion. But uh, how, how do I get to Deborah? I have no money. Um, you know, I, I don't know how I can. I would like to go to Deborah and get a second opinion, but I don't know how to do that. Well, uh, could you take an Uber? I have no money to pay for Uber. Oh, well, uh, I'm sure that uh, there are some, uh, and Paul, thanks for the call. I'm sure there are some uh, charities out there who can get you to Deborah. Um, because it's, I, I, I went there a couple of times for uh, business meetings and it's, it's, uh, it's out there. Okay. It's, it's really, it's in Brown's Mills and it's, I mean, you really got to know where you're going. So Talk With a Purpose is the show, Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. 609-407-1450 is the number here in the studio. We're going to talk to Linda in Absecon. Linda, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Hello, Harry. Harry. You're good. Harry Callis. That was oh, good. okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was really good. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, know that uh, your former caller, that's rough, 81 years old, and I'm I'm so sorry to hear that. But uh, for now, I I would say to him, if I may, you know, um, geez, well, you know, 
There's got to be some kind of charity, though. I, th- I think there's got to be. Yeah, yeah call and, and call her. Let us know about that because I, I, yeah. I would help you for yeah. sure. Yeah. And but also call her. Just just know, you know, there's power in the name of Jesus, and uh, I'll agree with you in prayer. You pray this caller, former yes. caller. Yes. They pray that uh, Father God would come to you in the name of Jesus. And we just had a caller on John's show who's experiencing heart troubles, and he's having an awful lot of. Uh, anxiety with it too because he knows it's serious and we're, we're told things like that are very serious and so please uh, stretch forth your uh, stretch forth your hand and, and and heal his heart father yes and um and uh, save us all have mercy on him and grant him repentance should he need it and um help him and save him deliver him and we say this in jesus name amen yeah, I heard the I heard the gentleman. He was speaking with Harry, and Harry was uh, going to help him. And Harry, Harry is very effective because he's associated with uh, Deborah, I guess. Yes, yes. And and um, yeah, boy, that was a bummer. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, a shame. Yeah, tough for the tough for the gentleman, really. Yeah, yeah it's a shame. But really, use the name of Jesus because you know that's what we're told. Whatever he, Jesus said, whatever he is, the Father in my name. So you ask it in his name because he died for you to save your soul and to heal you also. Yes. So, yeah. Mm. So did you happen to hear that uh, Elon Musk interview with no. Uh, no, Josh I didn't. Rogan? No. Really powerful. He said that George Soros was uh, basically he hates humanity. Now, this is how I heard the, how that thing went down. Yeah, when this is how I heard the interview, you know, and, and basically Elon Musk really nailed it. He said, um, like I said, this is how I heard it, that uh, without he, Elon Musk said that George Soros, without changing a law in the country, basically has fundamentally disrupted the uh, Justice Department, the FBI, the legal system, yeah. our, our, our justice system in, in America. Yes. Without changing a law, he did that. And uh, and and well, we're seeing it. We're looking, yeah. they're, they're, go, they're going after Trump six ways from Sunday, and uh, we'll see how that ends too. But he he said that he's doing things that erode the fabric of civilization. I mean, these were really strong words by Elon Musk. And he says, you know, getting the DAs elected who refuse to prosecute crime—that's part of the problem that's in right. cities that's like right. L.A., San Francisco, etc. And that has been so successful. And he went on to say. That um, you might not, if you're going to throw a lot of money into a presidential campaign, you're not going to get so much back for your money. And, and then other campaigns, you're not going to get so much back. But where, where, where Soros really succeeded was when he, 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 like he's doing things that erode the fabric of civilization. He says, getting DAs elected who refuse to prosecute crimes, how successful has all this been? In, in fact, not, not, I mean, not to mention like that the corruption that's going on in these, these yeah. DA uh, yeah. situations. And um, so, yeah. Oh, that's our problem. Yeah, it, it, it really is. And, and uh, Linda, thanks for the call. And, and you're right, George Soros has systematically changed the country without changing a law. That's a very powerful statement. And look at Philadelphia. I mean, every day, I mean, every day, I just pay attention to this because that's where I grew up. But I wouldn't live there now on a bet. Every day, shooting, shooting, shooting. 
and people getting killed. 14-year-old getting killed the other day. I mean, just, just ridiculous, ridiculous. Tom and AC. Tom, good morning. Welcome to Talk of the Purpose. Yes, good morning, John. I've been listening to you since you've been on the air every Saturday. John, I just wanted to call up, and, and possibly this would help the gentleman that called up in reference to his wife's uh, collecting temporary disability. Yes. Uh, I w- if I was in that position, John, I wouldn't call a lawyer. Uh, I would call up our fantastic state senator. Uh, yeah, I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that. No, yeah, good, good point. Exactly good point. Exactly the phone call I would make. I would call uh, Vince Palestina. You know, and he just doing a great job, and I'm sure it's going to be a great election for him and his two teammates. But have him uh, call, you know, I guess they're open, you know, they're on open now, but Monday, and call uh, Vince's office, and there's no doubt in my mind, John, that he's going to help uh, this man and his wife. Okay. All right, Tom. Thank you. Thank you for that call. I, I don't. I, hey, look. That's why we have the callers. I didn't think of that. <laughs> I just right away. I thought lawyer. <laughs> well, now you know where my head's at. You know, <laughs> John and at Ocean City. John, good morning. Welcome back. Yes. Good morning. Now, there's those that think. Well, the world already is a hellhole, but there's those that think that taking a lid off of the hellhole will actually make the world a better place. And there's those of us that desperately are trying to keep it on. So, yeah, I don't know. I I don't get it. I mean, how how can you destroy stuff? Or destroy a system and expect something good to come out of it, but they think they know better. The likes of George Soros and Klaus Schwab and that whole crew. Yeah, uh, yeah. Klaus Schwab's not even elected to office, but he had the the president of the Netherlands make uh, I think three million or more uh, dairy farmers and ranchers close their ranches down. Uh, how about um, George Soros? He's not an elected official. He has more power than the, our president does. Man, that's uh, pretty scary. I think. But um, regarding Mike Johnson being the Speaker of the House. Um, they're saying this guy's worse than MAGA. He's worse than Hamas. Hamas that uh, raped little girls and cut off the heads of babies, yeah? So, yeah, he's worse because he holds onto a Bible. He has a Bible vision of the world. You know, that, that's the most dangerous. Actually, just the opposite's true. Actually, not having a, a, a sane, reasonable viewpoint, and which is based on a Bible, I think is bad. I'm not a goody tissue, man. I'm, I'm a, if you come to a red light and you run it and a truck runs you the heck over, then you only have yourself to blame. That's how I look at morality. If you do something that's going to destroy you, it's not good. You know, it can't be good. But uh, regarding uh, our country going in the wrong direction, I mean, what, what more can be said? I mean, uh, they're saying that Mike Johnson is a bigger threat to the constitu- to our constitutional America than ever. That's that's absurd. Uh, they're the threat, I think. And I got a point of what I was going to say, but thanks for letting me call in a second time. Okay, John, thanks for the call. 609-407-1450, got some open lines here, and we'll come back with more Talk With a Purpose in just a moment. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Uh, 609-407-1450, we're going to tell you about, wait till you hear who is planning to run for Bob Menendez's Senate seat. <laughs> no, it's not Chris Coleman or me. No, <clears throat> no. Although that would be better than who I'm going to tell you about. Uh, we're going to talk about that and uh, whatever you want to talk about. 609-407-1450. I'm John DeMassey. More talk with a purpose in just a moment. The clock is ticking. And when I what I mean by that is 
the clock is ticking because my lease is up on my Lexus and I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road in EHT. I mean, it's been three years and I like switching cars every couple of years, but I may hold on to this. I don't know. It, it, it just depends on what kind of deal they make. And listen, they'll, they are deal makers at Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road EHT, online at aclexus.com, aclexus.com. But enough about me. Let's talk about you and let's talk about the car you're driving right now. Maybe you're unhappy with it. Maybe you say, well, you know, I, I, I want to drive something else, but I don't know what to drive. Well, before you make any decisions, check it out. Lexus of Atlantic City. Stop in, see Helen, and she'll take care of you as far as, you know, describing all the different models, whether it's the new SUV or the regular SUV or a hybrid or the sedan or the sports car, whatever it is, you just tell Helen, hey, look, I don't know what I want. So she'll kind of walk you through all the different models. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road in EHT. I've said it many times and I'll say it again. The finest automobile on the market today rated consistently high with all of the consumer reports. It's like one, two or three, whatever it is. But that goes to show you, you are getting a quality car. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road, EHT. It's a good day to stop in and test drive a Lexus, courtesy of Lexus of Atlantic City. Again, online at aclexus.com. Coming back with more Talk With a Purpose in just a moment. I'm Seth Grossman for libertyandprosperity.com. Last month, American Thinker published an article I wrote about the war in the Middle East. I caught 13 key facts about Israel that are known by very few Americans. I invite you to Google it or look it up at libertyandprosperity.com. One is that Palestine was never an Arab nation. It was the name that a Roman emperor gave to Israel after he crushed a Jewish rebellion there. Another is that most of Israel or Palestine was mostly empty malaria swamp and desert until about a 100 years ago. Most Arabs did not move there until after Jews drained the swamps, watered the deserts, and planted trees and crops. Learn more about these and other important facts about Jews, Christians, and Arabs in and around Israel. Visit libertyandprosperity.com. Help us reach more people. Join our weekly breakfast. Donate what you can to keep us on the air and online. LibertyAndProsperity.com. Vince Palestina, Don Guardian, and Claire Swift are bipartisan legislators working to improve Atlanta County, and they're succeeding. Millions to improve our hospitals and for maternal and infant health care. A tough-on-crime county prosecutor who leads the state in detaining serious criminals. Support for our police to keep us safe. Seven new judges to help enforce law and order in Atlanta County. Palestina, Guardian, and Swift secured hundreds of millions in funding for our boardwalks, roads, bridges, 
purchase and traffic improvements, and even restored full service to the Cardiff Motor Vehicle Center office. It doesn't stop there. Palestina, Guardian, and Swift worked across the aisle to secure a national aviation research and technology park right here in Atlanta County. Vince Palestina for Senate, Don Guardian, and Claire Swift for Assembly. Five partisan legislators delivering for Atlanta County. This is Vince Palestina. This ad was paid for by Palestina, Guardian, and Swift, P.O. Box 629, Northfield, New Jersey, 08225. And we are back here. Speaking of Palestina, Guardian, and Swift, they are coming on at 11 o'clock, all three of them. We're just going to have a party here. (laughs) And certainly they're going to take questions. So if you have questions for Vince or for Don or Claire, 609-407-1450. So that's coming up at 11 o'clock this morning here on Talk With a Purpose. But right now we have some open lines, 609-407-1450 here. That's our number in the studio, 609-407-1450. Never did I think that I would say this, but hooray for Senator John Fetterman of Pennsylvania. I don't agree with anything else, but boy, I agree with this. He is proposing sanctions against Bob Menendez to pressure him to resign. How about that? Menendez characterized the resolution as a publicity stunt that disregards core constitutional principles of American democracy. (laughs) Okay. Due process, the presumption of innocence, and the rule of law. Blah, 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 blah. That's Menendez. Look, this is the second time around, Bobby. Please resign. Please. We don't need you anymore here in New Jersey. <sighs> boy, oh boy. Talk about greed and, and, and just just everything that's wrong, this guy has done. <sighs> so, so now I'm going to go you one better. <laughs> Speaking of Menendez's Senate seat, Here's how I think, I think, maybe, I I hope I'm wrong. Here's how I think it'll play out. If Menendez resigns, Governor Murphy gets to appoint a replacement. And who do you think that replacement is? Come on, take take a guess, take a guess. Who do you think that replacement is? Do you give up? None other than his wife, Tammy Murphy. Wait a minute. We're getting rid of one Murphy. We're going to get another one? Jeez. (sighs) The New York Times reported on Wednesday that Tammy Murphy is hiring a staff for the U.S. Senate campaign. (laughs) Oh, boy. Hey, I, I guess she's serious. But, I mean, do you see this whole scenario? Menendez resigns. Yeah. Murphy says, hey, Bob, resign. All right? Finally, he says, yeah, okay, I will. And then he appoints his wife. And then she runs as the incumbent. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? I mean, so now we've got eight years of Phil Murphy. And now we'll have at least a year of Tammy Murphy. 
and then maybe six more. I mean, we're just going to – why don't they call this the state of Murphy? <laughs> I had enough of him. Believe me. Now, there are some others who are considering running. Um, U.S. Representative Andy Kim, he said he plans to run. Others considering running. Mikey Sherrill of Essex County, Donald Norcross of Camden County, and Josh Gottheimer of Bergen County. And I'm sure there will be others. Oh, boy, it's going to be fun, isn't it? Tammy Murphy in the Senate. I I mean, I, I laid out the scenario. I hope it's not right. I really do. But you never, you never know in New Jersey. 609-407-1450. That's the number here. It's Talk With a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And again, we are also heard on 1450 AM and as always online at WPGTalkRadio.com. That's WPGTalkRadio.com. I want to get back to uh, this thing about Trump and the 14th Amendment. I mean, I, I just don't see this happening because the amendment clearly states that it's not a president. It's merely those who were in line with the Confederacy. So, you know, if you follow the amendment along, and I'm sure that when it gets to the Supreme Court, they will certainly follow the amendment. So I I just don't, I don't see it. But again, it's as Andy said, hey, they're going to try anything. They're going to try whatever they can to keep Trump out of office. It's that simple. John's back. John in Ocean City. Good morning. Yes, they're saying that uh, Mike Johnson yeah, being elected is a threat to our constitutional America, but uh, it's, it's all jive nonsense. Yeah, they'll, they'll pull any stunt that's possible to, you know, <clears throat> to, to deflect from what they're up to. Yeah, they and they accuse us, us of what they're guilty of. But uh, I want to talk about this idea that I know it's a it's a topic that gets beaten into the ground. It's like beating a dead horse, maybe. But this idea that Ashkenazi Jews are actually Khazars or Khazars from uh, Eastern Europe. Now, if we know anything about real history, uh, they came up from Alexandria. They're called Alexandrian Jews when the power shifted from Greece to Rome, when Rome was still a republic. So those communities are the Ashkenazim because why not say that? Because between the 11th and 13th century, they went east. They didn't come from the east. They went east. And the uh, Khazarian Empire was mid-6th century to mid-9th century. And that was around the Black Sea and uh, Caspian Sea. That's where Europe is divided from Asia. So how can they be one and the same people? But even if people are going to say, oh, no, no, these are not real Jews and they're, and they're taking up space and land that's not theirs. When they when they were coming out of the Holocaust and they were almost extinguished, uh, exterminated, really, by the by the crazy crowds, the Nazis. But um, uh, understand that there's like 2.8 million Ashkenazi Jews in in Israel there's 3.2 million uh, Mishrahim, that's Middle Eastern Jews that have been there for centuries, 1.8 million Sephardic Jews from Spain and Portugal, and 260,000 Black Velocity Jews. So altogether, like 5,260,000. So it was a, a plot by the uh, Khazarian uh, plot that's not working very well because they're outnumbered at this point. You know, really what it is is Jeremiah 29:14 that Yah or Jehovah, Yahweh, 
is calling back Jews from every corner of the earth back into their homeland. That's what's going on. And people want to really read scripture properly. And that's, uh, we're in the middle of a prophetic era right now, I think, because uh, unless that land is to the uttermost north of Israel, is the, is the North Pole, it's going to be Magog, is the leader is Gog, that's in Ezekiel 38. It's going to come down from the north. He's going to be a lot with Togrima, which is modern-day Turkey, Persia, which is modern-day Iran, Ethiopia. And I believe it. How Lizzie you believe that um, Gomer and all the Tories would be Eastern East Germany because at that time he thought it would be a Soviet invasion? Well, actually, Togrima, uh, is the, I believe, is either an ancestor or a descendant of uh, Gomer. So they're related by blood. They're Turkmenistan, and they're related by blood. So all those Stan countries are, are, are the... Uh, government and all of its hordes. Now, they're all dependent on Russia for not just fuel at this point. They're, they're, Ukraine's a mess. All that money is being sent there is passing through sticky fingers. The military industrial complex is going to keep on making money hand over fist and keep it going as long as they want to. And I uh, know what's going on in Israel probably will lead to World War III, I would think. But anyway, all those countries will be aligned with Russia because they're getting their bellies filled and they're having fuel to heat their homes and drive their cars with. So that's well, that would be a, the, the hook in their jaw. And I believe it's all that natural gas and crude down there that's going to start World War Three. I think. Thanks for letting me call in. Thanks, John. Thanks for the call. You know, I'm just baffled by one thing. And all these protests on college campuses, and Seth was referring to earlier a protest uh, in Atlantic City. What, is, what are you protesting? I mean... Hamas, Hezbollah, whatever they call them, they're terrorists. They are terrorists. They're a threat to everyone. And they attacked Israel. What are you protesting? I, you know, some things are beyond my comprehension, and this is one of them. What are you protesting? You know, and, and all these college campuses and and. Oh, free palace. I, I, I just look, I, I, I'm simple. You attacked them unexpectedly, of course. You are a terrorist organization and you should be stopped. That, that, that's, that's plain and simple. Greg and Abseek and Greg, good morning. Welcome to Talk of the Purpose. This is Massey. Good morning. Good morning, sir. A few things, but very quickly. Um, with Arm, Armstead or whoever leaving the state, they were given a billion dollars of our tax money. Do we get it back? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a question we can ask to our governor. Yeah. You know, the other thing with uh, President Trump, what is happening to him right now is beyond political affiliation. Yeah. We're watching an individual be destroyed by a government where it actually has lawyers backing off of trying to protect an American citizen. Yeah. Because they do not want to participate in their destruction. I think it's a time that all of these people that have earned their millions upon millions in the law business, start practicing it. And this would be a perfect start for them. Yeah. One citizen against the government of the United States and say, enough is enough. You've had your little day playing around. 
Now it's time they're going to bite the bullet. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. What we're saying can happen to any one of us. And yeah. we would just disappear. Yeah. That, 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 that is true. That is true. I don't know how he takes it. I, I mean, I, I couldn't take it. I know that. Well, we should respect it. We really yeah, should. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. The other thing. The United States has always been for the little guy. Yes. When the Giants wanted to just destroy someone, we usually stepped in and said, that's enough. Go back to what you were doing. This is off the table. Right now, everything is on the table, and we're doing absolutely nothing about it. What happened to Israel is an absolute disgrace. Yes. It took place by subhumans. And they're out demonstrating for them? Yeah. That's, I mean, what the hell are we doing? That's, I, I can't understand that either. I mean, what, what, are you, what are you demonstrating? I mean, it's like, it's like oh, we're for terrorism. What the, the, I don't, well, it's a little more than terrorism. Yeah. These people destroyed innocence. Yeah. There's a, that's a big difference. It's not like armies out in the field discussing it. You know, an uprising. These people destroyed children. Yes. Yes. Destroyed people eating their dinner or watching TV and had no idea of what the hell was happening to them. Yes, that's right. That is, and what we're experiencing right now with our borders, that could happen to us tomorrow. (sighs) Yeah, yeah. We now have about 8 to 10 million people in this country it have no affiliation to us whatsoever. That's right. That's right. As yes. far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Because the people that really wanted it, they're standing at the border waiting to get in. Or they applied two and three and five and ten years ago to be a citizen. And they're still waiting. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. We're upside down. Yeah, we are. We are. Right now. Yeah. Greg, thanks a lot for the call. <sighs> Oh, boy. I usually come in in a good mood, and then we we talk about this stuff. Talk with a purpose is the show. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG. Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. We'll talk to Bob, and maybe we'll talk to you at 609-407-1450. Coming back with more Talk with a Purpose in just a moment. It's a fall festival at BF Mazio. All kinds of goodies, including delicious and fresh Macintosh apples, apple cider bread, pumpkin bread, and of course, all sizes of pumpkins. BF Mazio, where there's always something special. Don't forget the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. And of course, a complete selection of prepared foods and baked goods second to none. BF Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield. Online at bfmazio.com. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. 
For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856-751-1771. 856-751-1771. Or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. Member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. Your WPG Atlantic City Electric AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. This afternoon, clouds and sunshine, a nice afternoon for outdoor stuff. High 65. Partly cloudy tonight, and remember to set those clocks back an hour before you hit the pillow. Low dip at a 35 tonight. A nice end to the weekend tomorrow with partial sunshine. High 67. Come Monday, partly sunny. Another great day to be outside with a high 62. I'm AccuWeather's Ruth O'Brien on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we're back here on Talk With a Purpose. If you want to Google John DeMassey podcast, that's what you do. You, you Google that. And then all the shows come up. I was just told that we are now at 199 shows. Can you imagine? <laughs> what did I do on show number 160? <laughs> that should be a trivia question. <laughs> You Google John DeMassey podcast, they all come up and you can listen at any time, any time you want. And you can listen for a couple of shows and whatever you want to do. John DeMassey podcast, Google that and you'll see them all. Talk with the purposes of this show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Bob and Kate May. Bob, good morning. Welcome to Talk with the Purpose. Hey. Good morning, John. Look, uh, regarding the, the U.S. Senate race that you talked about, so... Of course, the number one candidate that we all should endorse on the Democrat side is is the wonderful Bobby Menendez. Why would we <laughs> want to throw him out of office? Number two, right behind him, you mentioned her name, the esteemed Tammy Murphy. <laughs> I mean, what a popular governor. Uh, you know, tr- truth is, now look, the, these people are so delusional. Phil Murphy, right? He thinks he's presidential material. Yeah. And in deep blue New Jersey, he barely wins the governor's race, right? The yeah. re-election, yeah. right? The only reason he won was because the Republican uh, National Committee gave no money to the great Jack Chitterelli. That's right. right? That's right. That's the, that's the only reason. And, of course, of course, Jack had an actually substantial lead on election night, but what happened? Well, the votes came in late from Essex County, meaning Newark. Okay. Yeah. So, right. Remember that? that yeah. Was, that was just. Okay. I I went so, to bed thinking, boy, we're going to do this, and and I mean, I had Jack on many times, and I thought maybe I did something for the good of New Jersey, and now, then now. Murphy wins. No, no, I remember you you were pushing Jack an awful lot, and it was great what you did. And and hopefully we can turn it around here. But what I want to talk about, though, with regard to the Senate race, we have our own homegrown Jeff Van Drew. Yes. So it sounded like, it really sounded like Jeff is really, really contemplating 
running for the Senate. And if Jeff runs, he wins. I will tell you, he wins. Uh, well, yeah. well, I'll tell you this: it'll be an acid test. It'll be an acid test for the for New Jersey, whether or not New Jersey is a hopelessly blue state, especially for the Senate. We haven't had a Republican senator. Yeah. Is it four decades? Like I believe so, Millicent yeah. Fenwick. Millicent Fenwick was the last Republican yes, yes. senator from New Jersey. So point here is Jeff Van Drew, I was on the other side of Jeff Van Drew for a long time. Not because I thought politically there was anything wrong with him. I always thought Jeff was a good man, always. Uh, I had some nasty run-ins with him that were my fault. I was manipulated by some Republicans that were in power that, that were, were not good people. But we, we had a big disagreement on the room tax that that, Flim, that um, McGreevy shoved down our throats in my industry. But, you know, I came around on Jeff's side. I realized what a good guy he was. But more the, the point I really want to bring out about Jeff, the Democrats have not faced ever in my in my lifetime a stronger retail political figure than jeff andrew he's a dynamo he will not stop working his likability factor is off the chart uh, you know i if, if jeff andrew is not able to to beat one of these democrats in this environment where we we have you know so much corruption going on such high taxes, so many things wrong with this country, then, you know, New Jersey is hopeless. That's what point that I'm making. Our our state is hopeless if we can't put a guy like Jeff Andrew over the top. Yes, I I agree with you. I agree. I think he wins. I think he wins. Yes. All right, Jeff. Hey, if you're listening, you got to run. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for the call. And uh, we are going to say congratulations. And he's on the line. Rich Barely. Good morning, Hi, Rich. How, uh, good morning, John. How are you? Good, good. You you must be proud today. Well, I'm very happy, uh, as I've uh, indicated on other shows, that um, I'm cautiously optimistic. However, it's like a war. We won a battle. We're referring to, by the way, to your audience, uh, the offshore windmills. And it was a collective effort. And uh, Bob just mentioned Jeff Van Drew. He is probably the most admirable um, public official congressman I, I've ever seen. He's truly an individual, and he he's leading the fight tooth and nail. I mean, we've got uh, Michael Testa and his uh, group and Eric Simonson and Antoine McClellan and our group up here, Vince uh, Palestina and uh, Claire Swift and Don Guardian, and it's a group effort. But it's just the beginning because uh, by no means is this over. We've got Atlantic Shores uh, right off the coast of Brigantine. We've got to help and just we've just got to put that nail in the coffin and once once and for all because I think people are finally waking up to the real facts and it's not environmentally sensitive and uh, or uh, uh, environmentally friendly and it doesn't make economic sense. I said it over and over on your show. Thank you for your efforts on what you're doing to keep it out in the limelight. And, uh, you know, it's funny is that uh, um, uh, Craig came on and the other gentleman and uh, we're indicating about uh, uh, people's thought of minds and say, 
saying basically they don't get involved with something because it doesn't affect me. And uh, I agree with the Trump situation wholeheartedly because uh, the, the per- he is getting prosecuted and people are standing by. But as uh, they indicated and I indicated, that could happen to any one of us. Yeah. And then all of a sudden now we wake up. And also, like, I go through the day and people say, just like you did, and I thank you, congratulations, you did a good job or you're doing a good job fighting the battle. Well, that ocean out there is all of our ocean. Yeah. And I, and I really want everybody to join in that fight. And and uh, Tuesday is a pivotal situation. It, throughout New Jersey, if you know somebody who voted to destroy our ocean and give a billion dollars to this Orsted and, and other companies and so forth and voted to destroy it, we'll vote them out of office. Right. You know, I don't care. Right. I, I don't care. Uh, I, I'll keep it non-political, but, you know, frankly, it is political because it was straight <laughs> down party lines. Vote them out of office. Yeah. I mean, make your vote count because if if they those windmills, windmills go in, there's no turning back. That's it. That's our ocean's going to be destroyed forever, and it doesn't make sense. And we've got to stand up and stand up for many issues, like saving our children with, uh, you know, the invasion of, of this woke society and ruining their minds and so forth. You know, just people say like, "Oh, I don't want to get involved." Well, I'm in a uh, in a business where I I can jeopardize my business, and I took the risk. I'm in real estate, so you know, I could go down the line and and say, you know, "Oh, should I get involved or not get involved?" Well, people get involved because yes. I can je- jeopardize uh, half of my base, but I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to sacrifice, and it's not about me. This call. Uh, you know, be willing to sacrifice because these issues are could end our country the way we know know it. Know it. Yeah, you know, that, and, that's and the, and the, that's true. The protesting, the protesting. You, you have a great show. You have great uh, audience there. The protesting uh, in in favor of the Palestinians. What the heck is the matter with people? Uh, well, those people came in as a, you know. I, I I've told you before. I was a wrestler, and if you're coming at you're coming at me and you punch me or you come at, I'm gonna come back at you. So what what is Israel supposed to do? Sit yeah, back and get yeah. get hit in the face. It's not hitting the face. It's barbaric situations. Yeah. Chopping little kids' heads off, raping women, and killing 2,000 people. And they're supposed to sit back and say, oh, oh, that's okay. You know, you know that, that's okay. And take it. No. It's the same thing with our country. Yeah. We've got to yeah. stand up and, and do what's right and go outside your, you know, I'm, I'm pleading to your audience, go outside your comfort zone yeah. and, and do the right thing, support the right causes and so forth. And in particular, if the, uh, there's an event uh, at Flanders, I just want to put it out there on Thursday night, uh, November 9th at Protect Our Coast, uh, uh, NJ, and they're having a dinner with some great speakers and uh, it's an opportunity to uh, come out, meet people, and educate yourself about the truth. Uh, they can call me at 609-226-6680, and I'll give her, uh, more details about it. I emailed you. Uh, yeah, uh, I saw that, yes. On it. yes. So if you can plug that. Yeah, I will, um, yes. 
Yeah, because rich, the, the, the rich, only way to uh, the only way to stop the, this windmills is through the lawsuits, and that's what uh, that's why uh, they walked away. Orsted is because of the lawsuits, right. and they they saw that we're not going to step down. So, if if there if people are available on uh, you know on Thursday night to you know come 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 out and. Uh, Learn more and more about it and get involved. Rich, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot for the call and good good work. Keep it up, and and keep up the uh, the good work against Atlantic Shores because that's the next one we got to get rid of. <laughs> uh, we have Linda and we have Dan and maybe you before eleven o'clock. Hour number two rapidly coming to a close. Talk with a purpose is the show. Saturdays nine till noon. WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five. I'm John DeMassey. Final thoughts in hour number two after these words. Atlanta County Sheriff Eric Scheffler continues to create a healthier and safer community for me and my family. Addressing crime goes beyond traditional law enforcement efforts. By embracing a modern, collaborative approach, we bridge the gap between the community and the police. We can tackle issues like mental health, food insecurity, and homelessness. We ask for your support to continue this vital work. Thanks to Eric Scheffler, we are better today and will be stronger tomorrow. This November, re-elect Eric Scheffler for Sheriff. Paid for by Scheffler for Sheriff, Penny Wright Treasurer. I am Eric Scheffler, and I approve this message. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie-cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group, 856-751-1771, 856-751-1771, or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. All right, back here on Talk With a Purpose. Let's get right to it. Linda and Abseek. And Linda, good morning. Welcome back. Thank you so much. Have you heard the calls to defund Israel from Americans? And uh, because I'm hearing them, and I listen to a lot of talk radio, and more or less it's like, defund Israel, you know. I don't know about giving them the $3.8 billion. Well, they're getting $3.3 billion. <clears throat> Plus, they are a democracy. Plus, they are a, str- they are a friend, and they're a strategic friend. <clears throat> And, uh, but you know, you know what you don't hear about? So let me see if I have this right. America has given 50 billion, roughly, I'm, I'm rounding up on all these numbers, $50 billion for foreign aid. And there were 10 countries that got the most. But no one's mentioning, they're talking about Israel. We want to defund Israel, a friend and an ally. And they went up from about two point something. So they're about 3.3 billion. But now there's 10 countries that got about, 17 billion and you know there's like 
maybe seven or eight Muslim countries. Afghanistan gets 4.89. Have you heard for a defunding of that? Have you heard for a defunding of Jordan? Have you heard for a defunding of Egypt? Have you heard for a defunding of Iraq? Have you heard for a defund of Ethiopia? Have you heard for a defunding of Yemen? Have you heard for a a defunding of Lebanon? Have you heard for a defunding of Nigeria? Now, Colombia is over here somewhere for about 800 million. But no, you haven't heard for defunding of all those Arab countries, or mostly Arab, or mostly Muslim. But yet they want and, to uh, defund Israel. Isn't yeah. it? Isn't yeah. it? Yeah. That, that, that's, that's, yeah, sure. I mean. <laughs> I'm going to go and let Dan finish up. <laughs> All right, Linda. Thanks for the call. Yeah. Oh, defund Israel. Please. <laughs> Support the terrorists. Are you kidding me? Dan and Linwood. Dan, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Hey, John. Uh, one thing uh, Lin- Linda said, and it strikes me, uh, it's a really b- a bright strike, we'll say, a lightning strike. Every dollar that she mentioned has one thing in common. What do you think that one thing may be? Uh, I don't know. Every it's... one of those dollars is borrowed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So that's the same effect. In other words, you're going to give money to foreign aid. But you have to borrow it. So that would be like John DeMassey was approached by his niece. She wants to get set up with housing and stuff, and it's going to cost $10,000. So So what you do is you don't find that you have that money in your bank account. So you go to your friend, Harry Hurley, and say, Harry, I'd like to borrow 10,000 at 10%. What are you going to do with it? I'm giving it to my niece. (laughs) Yeah. That really makes Harry feel secure. (laughs) I'm sorry to equate Harry with this. But but it's all right. That third third party in this equation is China. They're They're buying the debt. So in other words, we're borrowing money from China to give it to Ukraine, but the interest we pay is going to go to China, so they will benefit all around. And our deficit will get higher. Of course. And uh, that's the way it works. Yeah. But the country that's uh, that's buying the bonds benefit because we're guaranteeing the interest rate. And and the beat goes on. Yeah, the, uh, the big clear cut around the NAFEC, I was asking you uh, what that might be when you go to the circle and then you head east. There's uh, uh, the federal fence is there on the left side heading yes. towards that beacon. Yes. What is that giant clear cutting for? Uh, I have no idea. Houses. Oh, houses. Ha- houses. Oh, I was just told houses. And yes. who's, uh, what houses? It's a private development? Uh, yes. Well, that's going to be some development. Did you see the size of that clear cutting? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, just to let you know, the um, on Van Drew, I got a couple observations. The first is uh, we missed the. The, the first accomplishment was the 50,000 um, migrants that were supposed to come down to uh, Mayfec area or the, the airport there. And then, then, of course, the windmills. But I'm thinking, don't be too surprised if he's not mentioning the vice presidential uh, pick because Donald Trump is very, uh, very loyal to his friends and he has no better friend than Je- Jeff. Yeah, Andrew. that's true. That, that is true. That is and true. And okay, you got to you got to pick two people. You come into the room, and one of them's Kamala Harris, and the other one's Jeff Randrew. Who are you picking? Oh man, I, I well for me, Kamala wouldn't even be in the race. So that's a, you know, but no, Jeff Randrew definitely. 
Yeah, he'd be an outstanding. Yes. Because he's a guy who gets things done. Yes. If you watch him at these committee hearings. Yes. It's, it's, he he yeah. pulls no punches. Yeah. I mean, he's been on here many times and it, he doesn't, he does a good job. And, uh, you know, we, we, uh, don't mind us. We're, we're, we're doing some, uh, housekeeping here as, as we get ready for 11 o'clock. Thanks well, for the I call. The, okay. Thanks for the call, Dan. We appreciate it. Hour number two is in the books. What can we expect in hour number three? Well, Claire Swift, Don Guardian, Vince Palestina, they're all here and they're ready to talk to you at 609-407-1450. We'll talk to all of them in hour number three. Hour number two is in the books. Hour number three on the way. Don't go away. FM and 1450 AM WPTG Atlantic City, WENJHT3 Millville, a town square media station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John Damascus. Hour number three, Talk with a Purpose, every Saturday night till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Also heard on 1450 AM and also online at WPGTalkRadio.com. In studio, we have with us Assembly... Assemblyman Don Guardian, Assemblywoman Claire Swift, and on the phone with us is Vince Palestina, state senator, and we're going to bring on him first, and then, of course, we'll uh, let him go, and then Claire and Don will take over. Don is still figuring out what a Venmo is. <laughs> you you have you have finally figured it out, right? I have. Thank you. See, I knew what even I knew what a Venmo was. Uh, yeah, okay, make, make me feel old. <laughs> Vince Palestine is on the phone. So, uh, Vince, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Good morning, John. Thanks for having me. How are you today? Okay, uh, I hope you're well. And I, I got to tell you, I, if I didn't know you, okay. And I watch these TV ads. Vince Palestina doesn't like women. Um, I, what is what is going on with this campaign? I, I don't hear any issues discussed, at least on the TV ads. You you want to talk about this whole thing of Vince is against women? <laughs> uh, it's called a uh, desperation, John. They just uh, you just said it. They have nothing to run on, and so they're just desperate to try to uh, have this scorched earth campaign against me. It just I don't. I, you know, you talk about a campaign. There really is no campaign. They just they've made all this stuff up. There's absolutely no truth to it. You know, Don Claire and I are the only. You know, we're the only three Republicans two years ago to vote in favor of the budget, and this year, you know, three of nine Republicans to vote for the budget. Uh, that brought, you know, $50 million, the governor indicates, for women's health care and women's issues. So, you know, they just, it, these people, unfortunately, uh, you know, from Camden County are just bad people. They, you know, try to get these issues and just put a bunch of money behind it and get people, you know, steered the wrong way and get them distracted on these uh, things that it really have nothing to do with Atlanta County or not even true. And, and the point is just underscored, John, by 
yesterday the judge ruled in our favor and said they broke the law their bank account is frozen they're not even allowed to spend any money anymore so you know it's just them breaking the law flouting all of our disclosure requirements flouting the transparency requirements and unfortunately just trying to deceive and mislead and defraud atlanta county voters you know if i didn't know you and and this is what i i i have against the, the campaigns all of them they do the same thing if i didn't know you I would think, boy, what are we electing here? What, what, what do we got? Some cretin that's going to be state senator? It, it, it's just it, it. The whole system is really unfair. It, is there anything that anybody can ever do about this? Yeah, I think there is, John. I mean, it, you know, it goes back to the Citizens United thing. But what I'm saying now is that after going through this, because what they did to break the law is to hide who they are, hide where the money is coming from. So I say in the future, if John DeMassey, you know, or anyone has got an issue with me and you want to start one of these packs and you want to run ads, no problem. Just put your name on it, put your address on it, and let us know who you are. Because I think, you know, all of this, uh, all of this stuff, just smearing people and just attacking people, if someone actually has to put their name on it and their address on it, I think it'll stop because, you know, you know it's not true and nobody's going to want to just, you know, flood the airways with a bunch of BS. So that's what I think we got to do going forward is make this more transparent, make them, if they're going to do this, put their name on it and let everybody know who it is and where the money is coming from. And I hope, you know, if we can do something like that, just to increase transparency, that we could end a lot of this nonsense. Uh, you mentioned the $50 million that you brought to Atlantic County last year, and maybe your uh, colleagues will want to jump in on this as well. Uh, is, it, is it true this year you brought in $200 million? Yeah, that's correct. The fifty million was just in women's health care issues that the governor indicated. Last year, you know, the twenty twenty two budget it was fifty million for Atlantic County. This year it was over two hundred million for just for Atlantic County issues. And then you know you factor in the anchor program, you factor in a lot of the other things that have been happening, you know, with the budget because we had a bunch of federal money coming in. You know, there it's well in excess of uh, hundreds of millions of dollars that has been brought directly to Atlantic County. They'll expand on it. Don and Claire well versed on the, you know, everything we have done for the county. We have, you know, we done the job. We went there. We said we weren't going to, you know, we weren't going to follow just politics. We were going to do what was right for Atlantic County. And we have done that, you know, on every vote we have taken. And so very proud of the record, you know, that we've had in Trenton. And hopefully, you know, just like you just said, people who know me, they know this is all nonsense. And hopefully enough people have gotten to know me over the uh, first couple of years here and have seen some of the stuff we have done that they are just disregarding this. I, I hear all the time they just mute the TV at this point. They're not listening because I think a lot of people recognize we went to Trenton. We, we have done everything we said we were going to do from opening up the constituent services offices in Atlantic City and Egg Harbor Township to getting the prosecutor in place, getting five superior court judges to administrative law judges, appointments to the CRDA board and Stockton board and SJTA board getting record funding for Stockton, money for Atlantic Care, money for the Aviation Research Park, money to fix that traffic situation in front of the old Shore Mall in Egg Harbor Township. Uh, there is a long list of accomplishments that Don Clare and I have had over the first couple of years. And I do believe as we're traveling around the district, many people recognize it and many people have seen it. So I don't expect it's going to have much of an impact. Obviously, it's a personal thing between me and some uh, some evil people from Camden. Nothing we could do about it. We got to deal with it. But hopefully, you know, Tuesday comes quick. We get through it and get reelected and go back there and continue our work. That's right. Uh, 
you uh, you addressed this last time you were on my show, and uh, I want to address it again. Some say you voted with Democrats. Uh, what's uh, your take on that? I mean, at the end of the day, we voted based on what we felt was best for Atlantic County. And that, that's how we're going to vote all of the time. I just can't, you know, we don't look at, through, look at it through the prism of party. We look at it as our region has some challenges. We obviously have Atlantic City. We've we got to get turned around. We have an economy which has uh, still got some issues because we really have never diversified. We've been way too dependent on tourism for too long, and we got to provide some diversification to our economy. And obviously, you know, we got uh, uh, some poverty in Atlantic City and the county and other challenges we have to deal with. So, uh, you know, I don't view it as voting with one party, the other party. I view, view it along with Don and Claire is what is best for Atlantic County, what is best for the people of Atlantic County. And, and that's how we have voted. And if that, you know, if that means voting for the budget proposed by Democrats, well, so be it. That's what was best for Atlantic County, and that's what we did. 609-407-1450, that's our number here in the studio. If you have questions, and uh, you got the whole team here, Vince Palestina, Don Guardian, Claire Swift, they are the Assembly people, Vince, the State Senator, 609-407-1450. It is Talk With a Purpose, every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Uh, going to just turn to your colleague, Vince, for a moment. Uh the budget, Don. You were instrumental in bringing thirty million into Atlantic City. Uh, in this year's budget, we we were uh, mayor asked for a number of different uh, programs that he had last year, dealing with the violence, dealing with crime, dealing with uh, mental health. We were able to renew all of those programs, but then he had a couple of new ideas, and so rather than pinpoint that money, we were able to bring another $30 million to Atlantic City for programs that they need. And I want to tell you, um, I can kind of break it now because I can't give you the full details, but in the next day or two, you're going to feel very good that some federal funding for additional police officers is going to have a big impact uh, on Atlantic City. They're going to be able to hire a, a good chunk of new police officers uh, with federal dollars. So I, I think that's part of, of what we uh, promised we'd do when we get there. We wanted you to send us to Trenton. We promised we would look after the best needs of uh, Atlantic County. Now, of course, there's, there's a, a couple of sad points, and, you know, I'll do my Mayor Cooper, Mayor Cooper, Mayor Maxima Cooper. I, I know that you're flooded in your mailbox with all this junk mail, and uh, I have to apologize because Clev... Uh, Vince and I have paid for about half of them. The good news is that after Tuesday, yeah, yeah I got you, them. You won't be getting any more of that. But also, I have to tell you, I don't know what your radio stations are going to do because with all our ads, is there anybody else left to advertise? No. <laughs> so, no. so I, and the best news, of course, is I'll, I'll look forward to joining you in a couple of weeks uh, on ninety six point nine as we flip the uh, switch and turn on uh, holiday music all day. All oh the time. yeah, you like uh, that, Chris? He, he, He's in radio. He, he plugs the, you know, the other stations. You know, that's good. I mean, you have a future in radio. You know, <laughs> if you, you give up politics. But you, you mean there's going to be more more police in Atlantic yes, City? Yeah, a, a nice chunk of police that are going to be funded outside of, of the budget that they have. Uh, we know we need more police. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you can talk about all the different programs, and we certainly are supportive of, of the, the bigger picture that you need in order to reduce crime. But not having police off, 
uh, on the street is not one of them. You have to have more police officers. Okay. Uh, we understand Vince has dropped off, and you're, you're perfectly capable of handling the, the hour, aren't you? Both uh, of you? Abso- <laughs> absolutely. And I, I just want to piggyback on, you know, the question you asked uh, with these commercials on TV. I mean, I was just at my son's soccer game, and moms are coming up to me going, what is what are they putting on TV? Yeah. I mean, it's borderline inappropriate for yes. children. Yes, it is. You know, my kids are like, Mom, are these really true about Vince? I said, absolutely. And and like Vince said before, they have nothing to run on. We've done so much in the last two years. And I, I know, you know, one of your callers just called in about, you know, the windmills. I mean, you know, South Jersey fought against a multi-billion dollar yes. company to not have the windmills um, here in South Jersey. And Don Gardner and I um, and Senator Vince Palestina, along with the other assembly men and women, we sent a letter to Governor Murphy the day after, and if I could read this letter on the record so that your listeners can hear what we're doing to save the, the taxpayers um, of South Jersey and New Jersey. Uh, Dear Governor Murphy, on behalf of the taxpayers and the ratepayers of New Jersey, we demand a full accounting and report to the legislature disclosing the amount of money to date the state has given to Orsted, including from State Economic Development Authority by date, purpose, and amount for each grant, loan, tax credit, or any other financial, um, uh, any other financial indication. As you noted in your response to Orsted's decision not to build Ocean 1 and Ocean 2 off the Jersey Shore, there is a question of credibility and competence of the company. That extends to the state. Um, on June 26, 2023, the state ratepayer advocate, the Division of Rate Council, was ignored by supporters of Orsted after warning that subsidies would result in higher prices paid by ratepayers. Taxpayers and ratepayers also require an answer about the competence and credibility. So, you know, we immediately reached out to the governor. If there's money that should be returned to the taxpayers of New Jersey, they should absolutely do so. So where's this billion dollars? It, 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 it just went to Orsted, and now they're not going to do it. So, Well, on June 30th, they asked for a billion-dollar bailout after the project was complete. Oh. So all the all the Republicans voted against it. It passed the Assembly, but at the Senate level, only one Democrat senator, this woman Turner, she did not want to vote for it. And they we were we were up in Trenton, you know, waiting around, waiting around. They were going to have to bring up a senator from Florida to vote for it. Boy. So... Yeah, so the billion dollar bailout is when the job was completed. But you know, there's been grants and and you know credits given to Orsted. Yeah, then they got the tax break that we were supposed to get. Right, right, right. <laughs> and and you know, just uh, I, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but um, they knew from the beginning it was going to cost more than two billion dollars in order to just put in the first hundred uh, windmills. They knew this. Yeah. And they knew they weren't going to pay for it. There was no return on investment, even at 15 years, for, your, for you to ever pay back yourself $2 billion before you start making money on creating energy. So they got a billion, and we all knew they were going to come back for another billion. It just wasn't financially feasible, and they weren't willing to admit it. So, you know, I, I think, you know, Claire and I and Vince for sure, but most Republicans are all in on clean energy. It's not at the expense of the taxpayers. 
and, and the users, and not at the expense of destroying our, our ocean. So lots of forms of clean energy. Uh, this isn't one that's good for New Jersey. That's all. Uh, question, Vince, you're, uh, you're back on the line. Uh, I wanted to ask you, and then uh, Claire and Don will chime in uh, after that. Uh, the legislation that you proposed on juvenile crime, what's that all about, Vince? Yeah, so that was uh, that was just trying to clarify the role that law enforcement can have in dealing with juveniles. So it does a few things, John. It, it, uh, it allows, first of all, police officers to interact with juveniles when they're seeing them in some of these towns and, uh, you know, on the beaches and on the boardwalks you saw with these crowds of juveniles that are going to Ocean City and these other towns. At first, make sure that, that law enforcement understands that they can interact with them. And obviously, you know, sometimes they have uh, alcohol or marijuana. And so legislation says that if you are a minor, if a, a law enforcement officer interacts with you, uh, discovers you have illegal material and you're less than 18 that you get brought down to the station that your parents are notified as has been done throughout our history so that there are consequences for juveniles that would break the law if you're between 18 and 21 because it's not yet legal for you the material gets confiscated uh, but then you're on your way and then if you're over 21 obviously now that is legal in new jersey and so it just is more making sure that we are reinforcement, reinforcing the role of law enforcement, giving them the tools and the ability to do the job uh, in every interaction they have, whether it's with, you know, juveniles or adults. We have got to get to a society that is supporting law enforcement and making sure that, that the police officers and the other members of law enforcement understand that we have their back. We understand how difficult a job they have to do these days, and, and we are going to support them in what they do every day. And so that is really the underlying goal of the legislation, just to make sure we're supporting our law enforcement professionals. I, I know that that was a problem, uh, especially this year in Ocean City, so that uh, this is an attempt to address that problem, and, and it's a good one. Uh, Vince, we're going to we're gonna let you go. We understand you have a soccer game to attend. So I have a, I'm up at Homedale. I have a cross-country meet, so but <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm, a, I'm in Homedale, coming to you straight from Homedale right okay. now. <laughs> okay. Well, well, good luck, and uh, good luck in, on Tuesday, and uh, we, we are sure that you're going to be reelected. Well, we're doing our part, so uh, thanks right, a lot. John, I appreciate it. Thanks As always, lot. thanks for the time. Great thank, to talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, that doesn't mean that Don and Claire are not here. 609-407-1450 is our number here in the studio. It's uh, Palestina, Guardian, and Swift. And Guardian and Swift are still here. 609-407-1450 if you have some questions for them. And uh, we have more questions for them. We will come back with more Talk With a Purpose in just a moment. It's a fall festival at BF Mazio. All kinds of goodies, including delicious and fresh Macintosh apples, apple cider bread, pumpkin bread, and of course, all sizes of pumpkins. BF Mazio, where there's always something special. Don't forget the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. And of course, a complete selection of prepared foods and baked goods second to none. BF Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield. Online at bfmazio.com. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money. 
inspiration for financial wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie-cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group. 856-751-1771. 856-751-1771. Or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. Member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. Back here on Talk With a Purpose, Claire Swift, Don Guardian, our assembly people are... Got to get used to that. Assembly people. <laughs> Our assembly people are here and they're ready to talk to you at 609-407-1450. I'm John DeMassey. Good to have them with us here on the program. Steve in Abseekin Island. Steve, good morning. You're on with Assemblyman uh, Swift and Guardian. John, always a terrific program. Thanks, sir. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I have three questions for you. I'll ask the questions and then I'll get off the phone and... Uh, Listen to the answers. Okay. Um, my attention span is not short. Uh, we need to limit executive orders. It ha- there has to be oversight. You know, going back to the pandemic when Murphy was closing down the churches and leaving up uh, um, liquor stores, leaving open liquor stores. Yeah. We need to have this. We need to have a check on that. And uh, I know it starts in the assembly. So we have to either have a. Uh, uh, a rule, a policy, something put in place, or or a uh, some sort of uh, constitutional convention in New Jersey. Second question: reducing spending and taxes, payroll tax, gasoline tax, real estate tax. I just got my anchor check. Of course, it's already spent because it's just <laughs> going. It's just a shell game. It really yeah. is. It's just a shell game. You're, you're giving back something, and then there's taxes increased somewhere else. You got to reduce spending in order to reduce taxes. And um, those are just uh, my thoughts on that. And the third question, voting. We need to get back to one vote, one day, one vote, one person. This uh, 30 days or 44 days of voting that we have, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I I agree. uh, I want to know what you guys are going to do to persuade your colleagues in the assembly and then persuade your colleagues in the Senate to make these changes, to make these three changes. And I will hang up and listen, and thanks for taking my call. Thanks for the call, Steve. Appreciate it. Okay. Claire, you want to start? Yeah, I'll start. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for calling. Um, In fact, I'll start with the the third question first, the getting back to the one day of early voting when the Republicans win by vote by mail and early voting, that's when it's going to go back to one day. Yes. Um, and yeah. I, could, I could tell you right now, um, people are texting me right now. They received their vote by mail ballot. 
You know, I, I said, fill it out today, drop it in the Dropbox. The steps to get a ballot is it's it's there's too many steps. We're spending millions of dollars on the vote by mail, but it is here for now. I believe if we have a new governor, that will change. Um, but in the meantime, we are encouraging everybody that we know. I mean, I literally was texting somebody else. You can vote early in person today, Saturday and Sunday. Monday, not early voting, and then you can vote in your district on Election Day. There are seven early in-person voting polls, and people quiz me this on all the time. You've got Atlantic City. You've got Northfield, Egg Harbor Township, Galloway, Hamilton, Hamilton, and Buena Vista. I think I got all seven of them. You can go on the Atlantic County Clerk's Office website, and they they're, the early voting sites are there. So... If you, you know, encourage people to get out and vote early in person. I know people, the vote by mail is pretty much too late, but if you have a ballot, get it in the mail or get it to your Dropbox today. Um, regarding the reduced spending, um, yes, you know, I'm a small business owner. I own my own office. I know what you're talking about. Payroll tax, income tax, workers comp. I mean, the, owning a business today is very difficult. I would like to pass legislation to help businesses. Um, I'm sure you're well aware in order to, um, file for an LLC in New Jersey is $128 just to file. Every year you have to pay an annual report of $75. That's a lot. Some people have multiple LLCs. So if you have, say, four LLCs, that's $300 a year just to file your annual report. I'd like to see legislation where we can reduce those fees to make make it more business friendly here in uh, New Jersey. So we're, you know, once elected, we have a couple bills that we're going to be working on to help businesses here in Atlantic County. Another thing that I would like to help too are this student loan crisis. These kids are graduating high school and have no idea what it's going to cost to go to college. They sign up for these student loans or they have their parents co-sign for student loans and it's burying the child and the parent. I'm promoting the local colleges here in New Jersey. We've got Stockton University. We've got Rowan. We've got Rutgers. And here's a novel idea. When you go to college, you can have what's called a job to help pay for college. It's a novel. <laughs> Isn't that great? John, it's a novel idea. I had a, <laughs> I had a job in college, and I rode crew and was training three hours a day, but yeah. worked all summer from Memorial Day to Labor Day to help pay for college. I was one of eight kids, and there was four of us at University of Pennsylvania, and believe me, we had to take out loans, but you, you had to pay your way through it. So, and I'll let I'll let Don talk about the executive order since I took up too much of your time. Nah, but, that's all right. But you're, thanks for the call, Steve. And I also want to give a shout out to Linda who called earlier today. Linda, hello. It was great seeing you in Absecon when I knocked on your door uh, two weekends ago. Good to hear from you. <laughs> you knock on doors. Going after this, Don and I are going to hit Northfield after hey, that. We've got hey, our sneakers on. Okay. Don, about sure. executive orders. Yeah, executive orders. I, I fully agree. I'd be happy to uh, go back to OLS to find out uh, what legislation the governor has now and to change it to limit his uh, executive orders. Uh, the governor has enough authority more than any other governor of any other state. Um, you know, I, I don't like the idea that we have a 50 plus billion dollar budget and yet there's always uh 50 million dollars for the budget to kind of play with the governor 
to play with and things. So that, that, that's the easiest way to reduce that. I fully agree. Uh, I'll talk to Claire and Vince, but I think we're all going to be on agreement with this. We'll start uh, working on our fellow uh, elected officials and stuff because I think everyone is concerned yeah. the governor's way out of line on this. Yeah. Um, the, the, the big uh, thing was, yeah. the big thing yeah. was, remember, during the pandemic, mm. He shut down the churches Absolutely. and kept the liquor stores. Open. I know, I know. Uh, uh, where did that, that uh, make sense? It was the worst thing you could do to schools and the churches, and the kids will never get caught up. You know, those three yeah. years of yeah. children and stuff like that. The social skills that they learn in that critical time yes. are not going to be made up. Terrible time. And then this whole idea with what happened with recession is a direct result with idiotic decisions yes. that were made about closing down businesses and things. And, yeah. you know, businesses haven't uh, uh, returned yet. So some of them haven't, uh, no. No, yeah. that's right. So, that's right. Yeah. I mean, closing the casinos? No, I know. <laughs> yep. Casinos. You close yep. them. Uh, well, you know, uh, we, we still don't know how it spread, and we made a lot of bad decisions. Yes. Uh, and that, I say true. we as a country. All right, we're going to so, talk to uh, Bob and Kate May. Bob, good morning. Welcome to Talk of the Purpose. You're on with Claire and Don. Hey, good morning, uh, Claire and Don. And look, the uh, point I want to make here is that New Jersey has... Is rated as having the worst business climate in the country. It's an article in Forbes magazine, and this is not new. This has gone on year after year. The National Tax Foundation rates New Jersey as having the worst business climate in the country. And when our Republican representatives now in the first district, they voted against Phil Murphy's big spending budget, but the Atlantic County representatives voted for it and it gives it gives the democrats and the big spenders the cover of bipartisanship that's a problem and and i have to remind both of our our representatives here that new jersey just in the last few years has lost 3.8 billion dollars in adjusted gross income in in high income earners fleeing the state primarily because of the high taxes. And where have they gone? They have gone to the low-tax state of Florida. And in Florida, Florida, they have had decades of good governance, absolute decades of it, not just under Governor DeSantis. And in Florida, <laughs> believe it or not, despite, you know, the, the big example I give here, Florida has a population that is millions of people more now than New York State, yet their state budget is, is half of what New York State budget is. And I know, I don't have the numbers for New Jersey, but I bet you we are, in, a, in, a, in, in terms of percentages, we are probably just as bad as New York State. So if we're going to, we can talk about, you know, you want to make the business climate better here for New Jersey, you, we really have to get serious about stopping this, this insane spending that is going on year after year, decade after decade. Uh, I've had a business here in New Jersey for over 40 years. Jim McGreevy and the Democrats 20 years ago, the product I sell, now, I have an oceanfront motel. The product I sell now gets taxed, gets taxed at an insane rate here. We, we get taxed at 14.625% on my product. Uh, it's hard to do business that way. There is a huge headwind here. You know, if, if government would just get out of the way and let us work, let us be productive, let us create jobs, we would all be better off. 
Okay, so when you vote for the Phil Murphy budget, you can you can rationalize it as having doing great things for Atlantic County. You can do that, but you've got to realize we have a long-term problem in New Jersey. We've got the worst budget uh, balance sheet, or one of the worst in the country, and we've got one of the highest tax burdens in the country. That's just untenable for the future. Okay, and, uh, Bob, we'll, we'll let uh, Claire and Don answer that, and thanks for the call. Don, you want to start? Sure. Um, I, I certainly uh, respect your opinion about uh, voting for the budget. Uh, the budget would have been passed with or without our votes. But the reason we voted on it is because the three of us, I talked to the uh, governor and uh, the other side, meaning the Democrats, and we talked about things that were important to us. Uh, the first one was monies were not coming to Atlanta County. They said they were coming to South Jersey, but when you talk about that North Jersey, that just means Camden, not not Atlanta County. Yes. Uh, we were not paying the uh, state a mandated amount that was supposed to go into teachers' pensions. They were not being funded. We said that that was a critical item. So we needed to see the money going for the pensions. We needed to see extra cash coming to Atlantic uh, County. And then the $1,500 uh, anchor program was at least one way of directly uh, helping uh, property uh, tax owners. So uh, that that was the part there. I, I fully uh, understand uh, the amount of um, uh, uh, restrictions and uh, the amount of uh, people that come and inspect properties is is excessive and too costly. That that is the biggest reasons why people don't want to uh, come to New Jersey, open businesses, and continue to own businesses. And if you don't know this, uh, uh, if you're a business, you pay almost twice the electricity rate that uh, residents pay, and ten times that if you're a commercial business. It's one of the main reasons that businesses leave. Uh, um, uh, New Jersey. It's because of the electrical rate uh, alone. Um, I think, you know, you have to look at uh, the state, the municipal government, and the um, local schools are what, what's eating up all of our costs, and we still aren't able to convince municipalities and school districts, unless they're in trouble, meaning they don't have enough finances, that they need to look at everything. They need to find out what best practices are. They need to be bidding out different services, and then they need to be actually saving money uh, all the time. Um, he, okay. he also mentioned the, the, the budget, yes, and that's always sure. a stickler. Yep. I mean, it's it's the Murphy way. Tax and spend, tax and spend, tax and spend. What can you do, what can you, the three of you do to, to prevent that? So, or, or if anything. Yeah. So I, I don't think now, other than making sure that we're getting more of it back to Atlanta County, I think the big issues that we have coming forward is really in two years. It's a new governor. Having uh, Republicans with a Republican governor that actually will uh, immediately address the debt that the state has paying that down and then reducing costs all along the way. I think in Atlantic County, in Atlantic City, the big issue is that uh, the the concept of the casinos being our um, godfather, saving us, uh, didn't happen after 45 years. And so I think as you look at the pilot program for casinos ending in another two years, we need to rethink all of the funding that the state uh, takes from Atlantic City, what Atlantic City and Atlantic County should be taking back from casinos. And that needs to be a direct 
dollar value going back to property owners, both in Atlantic City and Atlantic County. So it's really rethinking the entire CRDA program, as well as all the other state funding, whether it's going to our schools or it's going to our municipalities. It's about 11 different taxes that come to us. Claire, you want to add? Yeah, um, I agree with uh, Assemblyman Don Guardian. We do need a new governor in 2025, and hopefully it's going to be Jack Cittarelli. But we need to win this election in three days so that Republicans can get into the majority so that we can have more of a say what the budget's going to be. Um, Bob, I don't know if you're still on the line. He's he's gone. gone. So you said you have a motel in Cape May County. My, My family used to have a motel in Margie back in the uh, 70s and 80s. And I could tell you, I, I know what it's like paying those property taxes, but Cape May County is different than Atlantic County. Just for example, if you have a, if you have a property in Avalon, your tax rate is, you know, 0.05%. So you pay $15,000 for taxes for a $3 million property. You go up to, now Atlantic County, our tax rate is high. Uh, if you have a property in Atlantic City, it's close to 4%. So if you, if you have a $100,000 home, you're paying $4,000 in taxes. Go over to Pleasantville, 5%. You have a $100,000 home, you're paying $5,000. So we have different issues in Atlantic County. And, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, we voted for the budget just because it was going to pass. But, you know, it did bring in money to Atlantic County, and which is ultimately going to help Cape May County. Money for the anchor program. We brought in millions of dollars of property tax relief to the residents of Atlantic County. Money for Atlantic Care. Money for Stockton University. Money for the uh, aviation park. Also $100 million for the boardwalk fund. The boardwalk is our bloodline up and down the, the East Coast. So $100 million helps Atlantic City, um, Ocean City, Cape May County, you know, up and down the, the shoreline. So, you know, it wasn't a perfect budget. But, you know, we got $50 million last year for Atlantic County. We have $200 million. We're going to keep, you know, working to uh, do what is in the best interest of Atlantic County, which is ultimately going to be great for uh, New Jersey. So we hope we have your support this Tuesday. We can move closer to being in the majority. And like I said, we've got to get Jack. Well, we have to get a new president next year, a Republican president. And then in 2025, we've got to get Jack Cittarelli to be our next governor. Okay, it's Talk With a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. Claire Swift, Don Guardian are here, and we have uh, John on the line. We'll talk to him after the break, and maybe we'll talk to you at 609-407-1450. That's 609-407-1450. We're coming back with more with Claire Swift and Don Guardian after these words. Atlantic County Sheriff Eric Scheffler continues to create a healthier and safer community for me and my family. Eric Scheffler is a steadfast advocate for veterans in our communities. Eric Scheffler's unwavering commitment reminds us that our heroes deserve steadfast support. Thanks to Eric Scheffler, we are better today and we'll be stronger tomorrow. This November, re-elect Eric Scheffler for Sheriff. Paid for by Scheffler for Sheriff. Penny Wright Treasurer. I am Eric Scheffler and I approve this message. If you're interested in driving one of the finest automobiles on the market today, then you'll want to check out all of the fabulous new and pre-owned Lexus at Lexus of Atlantic City. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Driving a Lexus is like no other vehicle on the market. Test drive one for yourself at Lexus of Atlantic City. Whether it's new or pre-owned, you'll be more than satisfied. In fact, Lexus is consistently number one when it comes to customer satisfaction. Visit Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Or you can check 
Check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or, if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Your WPG Atlantic City electric AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. This afternoon, clouds and sunshine, a nice afternoon for outdoor stuff. High 65. Partly cloudy tonight, and remember to set those clocks back an hour before you hit the pillow. Low dip at a 35 tonight. A nice end to the weekend tomorrow with partial sunshine. High 67. Come Monday, partly sunny. Another great day to be outside with a high 62. I'm AccuWeather's Ruth O'Brien on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Back here on Talk with a Purpose, Assemblyman Claire Swift. Now, I wanted to say Assemblyman Don Guardian, Assemblywoman Claire Swift. I will get this right yet, you know? Uh, They are here with us on Talk with a Purpose. 609-407-1450 is the number here. Let's get right to it. John in Ocean City. John, good morning. Yes, good morning. Of course, uh, Phil Phil Murphy plans to work outside of the Constitution. The Bill of Rights is beyond his pay grade. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I remember that. He has a six million dollar bill in sunny Italy that's worth six million dollars in American uh, coin, American uh, dollars. So our Bill of Rights must be priceless. Then now they just blow up uh, the last the smokestack, the last of the uh, Beasley's Point generating plant, which was supplying a large swath of electricity to uh, Atlantic County and also. Cape May County. So he it also shows you never held a real job. You never you never give up an old job unless you you've secured a new job, and you never give up one source of energy unless you've proven as a new source of energy can replace it, and it can't replace it. This this windmill energy, they've already proven it. It was supposed to uh, supply uh, two hundred fifty thousand homes, I guess, in the or yeah twenty five hundred homes over in Atlantic City and the Atlantic City area with uh, those that wind farm there supposed to supply that much electricity, and never did. But now they're going to they have this cockamamie plan to set up those uh, wind farms out in the Atlantic Ocean. Also, uh, there was there was gas coming from uh, the Poconos, natural gas coming in. Uh, I think Route 49, I believe, and it was supposed to stop at the uh, generating plant there. And that they 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 did a kibosh on that too. So now, uh, we, back in 1909, we had the Great Falls Energy Plant, the hydroelectricity plant, which is still today, even uh, more than 100 years later, supplying a large amount of electricity to North, North Jersey. You had 1896 was the Tesla Westinghouse hydroelectricity plant, the Niagara. The Tesla Westinghouse Niagara Falls hydroelectricity plant, which is still operative today. Then you had the aqueduct with 14 generating plants built into it in Los Angeles in like 1910, still operative today. And uh, I think finally was the Hoover Dam on Lake Powell. They built a, a hydroelectric, they built a, a slew of hydroelectricity plants into that dam there. Now, my question is, is how come we're not pursuing that uh, form of energy, because it is environmentally friendly, it's, it produces zero carbon. So uh, my question to you guys is, how come they're not pursuing that? Thanks. Okay. Who wants to take it first? <laughs> so I'll, I'll be happy to start. Okay. So um, everything John said is absolutely correct. Uh, just so you understand, 
uh, gas, natural uh, gas, is now producing more than 50% of our energy needs, and nuclear is, is, is currently, just with the three plants down in Salem, is producing over 40%. Uh, Salem goes offline in about 10 years. It's critical that that continues. It's been around for 40 years. It's been very safe. Yes, indeed, you have to worry about uh, storing the spent fuel, but everything else about it is clean, and once you have the billion dollars, which we already spent and paid off over the last 40 years, continuing solar energy is, is really critical. I, I think uh, you, you'll see that there is mini nuclear uh, that is going to be uh, a lot more uh, obvious to Americans than it has been in the past. And you got to think of uh, a submarine that since the 1950s that have been run on nuclear. So small nuclear that gets... Uh, taken and put in the ground three stories underneath that has very safe capability and because it's small you can actually put it near where the energy is actually uh, to be spent. Hydrogen is certainly uh, what everyone is looking at now, especially green hydrogen. As a matter of fact uh, you can look up Orsted and you'll see that they are spending a fortune in the United States on green hydrogen. So um, that, that certainly makes a whole lot of sense, especially when we talk Talk about commercial applications, a little bit more difficult when you talk about putting it in a car because it's so combustible. But uh, for other means, clean green hydrogen really makes a whole lot of sense. And, of course, you know, solar. I mean, people can make the decision. I don't want to force that on anybody. But if you think uh, you can pay it off in five or six years and then get 15 years of but relatively free electricity, then it makes a whole lot of sense. We just need to make sure it's available. We do have two things that uh, the Republicans have pushed, and that is before we look at any new energy, let's uh, authorize the BPU to look into what the costs are before we actually begin it. So there's two things. One is uh, our friends up in uh, North Jersey at Stevens have been working for 85 years on uh, the uh, value of wave energy and how it can produce. As a matter of fact, all the information you see on, on high tides and low tides and when things are getting, that all comes from... Uh, uh, Didn't know that. Yeah, they, they do a great job. So what we've done is we've authorized the BPU to say, hey, uh, we've tested it around the world. It's in its infancy, but let's look at wave energy, which is just moving uh, what looks like a, a, a small dock up and down uh, right on the steel pier. Owners of the steel pier said they're willing to, to do it and things, so we're waiting to see what the results are. The other one is that uh, the, the energy that makes a whole lot of sense for New Jersey is digging down. When you get down about 140 feet, you'll find there's rock down there and that it stays at about 50 degrees year-round. So you only have to go up 20 degrees in the summer, I'm sorry, in the winter, and in the summer that will give you the, the cold water uh, that you would need to, to cool down your houses. Again, how do we make that financially feasible for smaller homes, and how do we uh, in, implement that in our larger buildings? The entire uh, campus of Princeton now is, is using that technology. So uh, I, I think those are what we need to be look, looking for, uh, all for green, cleaner energy, but it has to be affordable. And the concept of forcing anyone to give up their uh, homes or their
their gas stoves or the gas heat. Totally against that. Just as I am with electric car. Yeah. You love an yeah. electric car? God bless you. Go yeah. buy one. That's right. But we shouldn't be forced <clears throat> to do it, and we shouldn't be forced to close down everything we had. And uh, just, you know, on electric, I'll, I'll get off my uh, high horse here and stuff like that. <laughs> but you're only paving the roads because of the money you get from the gas taxes. That's right. When you stop using gases, no one has figured out. Uh, what you're going to do. So without without spending a lot of time on energy, uh, I'll turn it off uh, to, uh, well, to... We're going to go to the calls. Lori and EHT. Lori, good morning. You're on with Assemblyman Guardian and Swift. Uh, yeah. Hi. Hi, John. Um, my name is Lori Young, and uh, I love your show. I listen to you on Saturdays. I host a show on another channel. But um, I love your show. I think you have great topics, wonderful guests. And this is a request and a comment to Miss Swift and Mr. Guardian. Um, I host a show on Sundays called The Pause for Your Pet. Atlantic County has absolutely no low-cost spay and neuter clinic for our feral animals. These animals are dying. Um, I, I, Out of my pocket, I pay to have cats uh, spayed and neutered all the time, give food. I have people calling into my show. Lori, we can't afford to have our cats or dogs spayed and neutered. We have gone through every step that possibly possible to have some feedback to get a low-cost spay and neuter clinic for people that cannot afford to have their animals spayed and neutered. We have an overpopulation of animals in Atlantic County. Cape May County does it. All the surrounding counties do it. Our Atlantic County Animal Shelter does not spay and neuter animals. They will keep the, the animal for seven days and then euthanize it. This is inhumane. Um, I know there's a lot of other important issues out there, but it's overwhelming here in our county. We all try to help people in rescue. We try to help. But it's it's the animals that are being birthed every single season is over the top. We need help from the state to somehow, you know, I don't care. We will support it. We will take care of it. We need a low-cost spay and neuter clinic in Atlantic County for people who can't afford it, even if we have to do it through vouchers. So, Miss Swift and, uh, and Mr. Guardian, I, and in fact, John, I lived in Atlantic City for years. I had your signs on my property for years. Um, I've paid high taxes. I don't mind paying for the schools. I love paying for the police. I love paying for the firemen. Anything else that we need, but no money is is relegated for the animals. Okay, Lori, thanks for the call. And uh, Lori, if you can, uh, email me because uh, I want to talk to you further, and maybe you'll come on my show and we'll talk about that issue. Uh, who wants to trip? Claire, you yeah, want to take it? Lori, uh, thanks for calling in. We appreciate your um, information. Was not aware of that, um, that Atlantic County did not provide those services. I would, too, ask that you contact us um, at our legislative office so that we can sit down and come up with a game plan between the county, between the state, uh, between maybe fundraising um, to provide those services uh, for the, you know, the animals of Atlantic County. And, Lori, I'm going to give you my uh, my legislative office if you have a pen and a paper, and this is for all your listeners too, John, any questions that you have, any issues you need, um, you know, regarding, you know, the agro program, regarding work, um, unemployment, uh, regarding the DMV, you know, help with energy assistance. We help people in Atlantic County with energy assistance, with their gas bill, with their electric bill, water and sewer. Please call our legislative office. And, uh, Lori, I hope you have a pen. It's uh, 609 609- Six seven seven eight two six six. 
Um, definitely that's a big issue here in Atlantic County. And any issue that you have here in the county, we would like to hear from you. And we do have two offices, Lori, um, and that, that phone number goes to either one. We have an office in Atlantic County that Don Guardian works out of every day. We also have an Egg Harbor Township office on Hingston Avenue in EHT. So we have two offices. One is centrally located for the county and the Atlantic City offices, um, you know, for the Atlantic City residents that have tough time with transportation. They, they, we have people there that speak multiple languages. Don's up to about, what, five languages now, Don? Spanish? <laughs> Spanish, uh, Bangladesh, Hindi, uh, Mandarin. Um, there you wow. go. <laughs> wow. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. He, he, he practices at night. No, no, no. Um, but, okay. Lori, yeah, please yep. give us a call on any of your yep. listeners. Please yep. uh, let us know. Okay, I, we'll, I, we'll take our just, final break, and then, then we'll come back. Uh, we'll have Donnell and AC. We'll talk to him after the break, and then we're going to wrap this up. Claire Swift, Don Guardian. Again, their number in their office, 609-677-8266, and that rings to both offices, so you'll get one of them. We're coming back with more Talk With a Purpose. Our final thoughts with Claire and Don after these words. Vince Palestina, Don Guardian, and Claire Swift are bipartisan legislators working to improve Atlanta County. And they're succeeding. Millions to improve our hospitals and for maternal and infant health care. A tough-on-crime county prosecutor who leads the state in detaining serious criminals. Support for our police to keep us safe. Seven new judges to help enforce law and order in Atlanta County. Palestina, Guardian, and Swift secured hundreds of millions in funding for our boardwalks, roads, bridges, and traffic improvements, and even restored full service to the Cardiff Motor Vehicle Center office. It doesn't stop there. Palestina, Guardian, and Swift worked across the aisle to secure a national aviation research and technology park right here in Atlanta County. Vince Palestina for Senate, Don Guardian, and Claire Swift for Assembly. Five partisan legislators delivering for Atlanta County. This is Vince Palestina. This ad was paid for by Palestina, Guardian, and Swift, P.O. Box 629, Northfield, New Jersey, 08225. Joe Yakovich is registered with and securities and investment advisory services are offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC is not an affiliated company. When it comes to you and your family's financial wellness, there are so many things to talk about. We could go on forever. To help guide you along the way, Joe Yakovich has written a book called The Heart of Your Money, Inspiration for Financial Wellness. In the book, Joe talks about longevity, inflation, retirement surprises, and many other topics. For your free copy of The Heart of Your Money, call the office of Joe Yakovich at JML Financial at 856-751-1771 or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. For over 37 years, Joe Yakovich has been helping families throughout the area navigate the difficulties of a sound financial plan. You'll find Joe's approach to be different and not just the cookie-cutter methods that are prevalent in today's world. The path to your financial wellness and or retirement starts with a call to Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group, 856-751-1771, 856-751-1771, or email Joe at jayakovich at brokersifs.com. Again, Claire Swift and Don Guardian, their office number 609-677-8266. It's actually Palestina, Guardian and Swift, 609-677-8266. Let's talk to Donnell in AC. Donnell, you're on 
with uh, Claire Swift and Don Guardian. Hi, how are you doing? You guys able to hear me? Yes. Okay, yeah, I really just want to speak to Don Guardian. Uh, how you doing, Don? Good, Donnell. I'm great. Um, you actually do know me. I'm a lifeguard on the Beach Patrol. My last name's Holland. <laughs> and uh, we spoke many times over the summer. And we've had nothing but great interactions. Yeah, uh, Danielle, I want to thank you. I mean, you had a really tough uh, summer this year. Uh, some of your rescues uh, should have been recorded. They were so outstanding, especially as uh, they were near the uh, Rock Jetty. Uh, you do a great job. You're such a good representative of Atlantic uh, City. Uh, no matter how tough your day is, I'd never know it because you got that smile on your face. Every time you pass by, you say hello to everybody. I um you know, just a, a real blessing for Atlantic City. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, we got to we're we're coming to the end of <laughs> end of the hour. Gee, time flies when you're having fun, right? Uh, we really want to talk to both of you and give you a chance to say what your vision is. Should you be reelected, and we pretty much know you are, but nevertheless. Claire, you want to start? Sure. Uh, well, John, thank you so much for having us on your radio show today and, and talking to all your listeners. Great calls today. Um, as you can see, you know, we are a team. We work as a family. Uh, Senator Vince Palestina, Don Guardian, myself. Um, we're also running with uh, County Executive Denny Levinson. Uh, we're running with Joe O'Donohue, who's running for sheriff. And, John, he would love to uh, come on your show and, and speak to you. Uh, June Burns is running for at-large county commissioner. John Risley is running for re-election uh, at-large county commissioner. Andrew Parker and lots of municipal, a lot of municipalities are having elections, very important elections. Summers Point, Northfield, Atlantic City, and Epsecon. It is so important to have a team of people going to Trenton to work together. Um, we are a team. We are a family. We want to continue to uh, represent the, the the people of Atlantic County, District 2, um, and just continue our work, you know, continue with property tax relief, continue to diversify the, the economy. And um, it's been a pleasure and, and an absolute blessing to uh, be your assemblywoman along with Don Guardian and Senator Vince Palestina. So we hope we have your support um, on Election Day. Actually, today and tomorrow you can vote early in person. And thank you so much for having us. Don, you have a minute and a half. Yep. So I want to certainly piggyback on everything that Claire said. Uh, you know, when we get down uh, into the weeds, uh, we are fighting for no smoking in casinos, for the uh, – good of the people that have to work there over the uh, bottom uh, line of the casinos. Uh, we were very happy with uh, what's going on with uh, the uh, uh, drug health courts to get people the help they need. Uh, now we're very close to having mental health courts. So it'll do the same thing. It, it'll put you away for a year in special treatment and things, but it, it'll make you whole, put you back on the uh, streets when you're uh, uh, at no risk to yourself or other people. That's a highlight for us. We certainly are going to continue to support uh, the 2006 50% tax cut for every senior citizen so they don't leave uh, New Jersey and uh, move to Florida. And we'll certainly have high on our list anything to do with safety. So being able to find funds to bring more police officers on and then some legislation that's needed. Yet you spoke to Vince at the beginning of the hour about dealing with kids. We have to deal with these all-terrain vehicles that are terrorizing uh, everyone. Okay, that's it. 
you almost made it. <laughs> Claire Swift, Don Guardian, Palestina, that's the ticket. I'm John DeMassey. Thank you for listening. Thanks to Don and Claire and Vince for coming on. Thanks to Chris Coleman, our program director and producer. And thanks to you for listening because, you know, without you, we don't have a show. I'm John DeMassey. Thank you for listening. Talk to you next Saturday. Talk with a purpose. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. You take care. The preceding program was paid for and presented by John DeMassey.